Ho, ho, ho! Wake up, gamers, because it's finally the last time we have to listen to Freeze Easy Peak. With your hosts, Dan and Bob Video Games. Thank God. Oh, thank oh, God. Boy. Jesus. Chris Wolfhard. The song should start in October. And Dr. Agro. Solstice? Nah, I don't really play FromSoft games. Here on Gigaboots. That is slander. <laughs> yeah, against FromSoft. <laughs> I've never heard a song in a FromSoft game that bangs as much as the title screen of Solstice. That's an unfair standard, though. It is. Being completely real. For a moment, that is completely unreasonable standards to hold anything up to. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the final Big Think Dimension of the year, where hopefully... Everything's everything's working. Hey, look at that! And it is in fact the opening. the The card is correct over there. Incredible, great. Dan, how bad is it? Well, I restarted the PC to make sure it'd be fine before we went live. Then we go live. Everything's fine. I hit record, and it goes an unknown error occurred while recording, and I go, <laughs> oh, "I'm in danger." That happened to me. That happened to me buying a Steam game today. It's like the purchase the purchase failed. Yeah. I'm like, why did the purchase fail? That actually it's like to we me don't know. Yeah. On Steam Thank as well. Thank I I assume it's just Steam sale started, it's getting crushed. Mm hmm Yeah, to me, I it wasn't even during the Steam sale. I can't remember when it happened, but I had to wait uh I think sixteen hours before it properly <laughs> let me buy the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I would just keep coming back every couple hours and be like now and it's like uh, no, I guess. I don't know. And I'm like, I need more definitive terms. Did I buy the thing or not? I wish I could remember what game that was. Might have been Void Stranger when I got that, but no. Anyways, hello. Welcome to Big Thing to Mention number 253, where there's a space between the pound sign and the number for some reason. Not on YouTube, though. Change your pace. It's the new style. <laughs> Everyone gets confused when we put them together. They're like, is this a hashtag? <laughs> we played some games. We did. Unfortunately, we played way too much of one game. We 100% in Mario Sunshine. Oh, they didn't that, intend for that. <laughs> they really obviously did not. Like, I don't know who on the team. It is a it is not a failure of whoever came up with the blue coins. When you're told when you're told <laughs> make 5 pounds of shit fill a 10 pound box, you have to come up with some fucking goofy shit. The mm -hmm. failing came from the person higher up who said do it. Yeah. I think that the true failing comes of they can appear after you spray something. Like if the coins were just there, Sure. Whatever. Well, sure. one, of, one of the things about red coins in Mario 64 that makes it not annoying is you can see them from anywhere. The LOD literally is infinite. Yeah. Like you can see a red coin from the other end of the map, which is important. Um, and they are self-evidently a red coin. Mm -hmm. Blue coins not only look like normal coins, I believe. I could be wrong on that. They just appear when you spray shit like you're talking about. Like, oh, you didn't spray this stretch of wall that's unremarkable looks like the entire rest of the we're talking about noki bay specifically where it's like spray this part of the wall why i don't know either but there was a blue coin the, there every level the one had that none. killed me mm -hmm. it was the very first level when it's just here's this like rock in the water that you'd never jump into or spray water on 
mm. it's it's not like you wouldn't even platform across it accidentally like like just as the part of playing you will never touch it right spray it though and there's a, there's a blue coin yeah so uh for people who are really unfamiliar with mario sunshine i want to take you in from like the differences between it and other mario games so uh it has the fewest levels of any 3d mario game i'm pretty certain unless there's just that like, has to be right like 3d land has to have more levels oh, of absolutely. course but those are because a different style of gameplay yeah um and they wanted to have the same amount of shines as there are stars in Mario 64, which is 120. But there are something like seven, nine levels, maybe. Um, so every level has something like... I think there's seven because you have to do the... the uh, God, what, what do they call that? What do they call mm -hmm. Ghost Mario, Evil Mario... Oh, you're talking whatever, about... Whatever. Bowser Jr. Shadow Mario yeah. is what they call it. Shadow, Shadow Mario. Mario. Like Shadow Link. You have to chase Shadow Mario on every level to unlock the final level, and that's always the seventh uh -huh. shine on a level. So there's and 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 then there are two secret shines. Fifty yeah. shines, yeah. And then there's two secret shines. And then there's all of the blue coins, which there are thirty per every normal level. And, and that, that I believe that's three more shines. shines. Yeah. yeah, each level. So that's twelve. Shines. Twelve shines a level, and then somehow that's still not enough. So the hub has isn't there still, even more. Isn't there still yes. a one hundred car? Isn't there still in addition a one hundred coin? Shot? Yes. Yes. So thirteen, so 13. per level. And every level is now the worst level from Mario sixty four tiers of not having coins. It's true. Yeah, when you play Mario sixty four, there are a number of levels that go significantly over a hundred. This is not the case with Sunshine. Sunshine, almost all of them hew really close to exactly hundred. Right, and you better select the right shine. Because it might not spawn enough coins if you don't. Yep. Which uh, I believe one. No. I feel like one star in in uh, Mario 64 may be like that, where if you select it, it doesn't have the right things. But it's not like every level is that. No. Uh, and these are like the, the notional larger problems with the game, that it has an insane amount of padding. I normally love 100%ing a game, and I can get a lot of joy out of that that I don't get out of having to rush through to do a normal playthrough on a stream. Mm -hmm. Because of having to engage with the blue coins so thoroughly with this game, I actually like it less than I did before playing it, because yeah, now we spent long enough in the pit to phase through solid matter several times throughout the fucking playthrough. That completely makes sense. Those blue coins are anti-joy. Like, they seem indefensible on any level, and it is... It is... That continues my my insistence that Sunshine is a bizarre anti-Nintendo game, where it's like, they do shit they have never done before or since. Yeah, there were a lot of times while we were playing, it was like, this is a rare game. This is grabbed by the ghoulies, but worse. It is grabbed by the ghoulies, but with a water pack. And it's weird because a lot of this is stuff I thought Nintendo incapable of. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to think of Nintendo from earlier eras and, and later eras as a company that wouldn't maliciously put in padding that just drags down the entire game. Right. But in the GameCube era, they did that multiple times. There's a Triforce Quest and Wind Waker, and then there's Sunshine's Blue Coins. Yeah. And it's like, bro... Your game would be fine being shorter. Yeah, and even Twilight Princess doesn't escape that. There's every time you get a new dungeon, there is a find all the little star brights or whatever they are, the bug, the glow bugs. But that's that also a GameCube game. Exactly. Agro, every... Agro told me it's sin if I play the Wii one because that's the false link. Yeah, exactly. It's that's true. what I'm saying. Every, every one of these is a GameCube game. There was not a game that escaped it except Melee. <laughs> it's true. 
I saw people it making is... fun of Bowser's run animation over the last week on Twitter and how he becomes a car, basically, because he just so shakes funny, it. Though. Yeah, I love it. And uh, people in the replies did point out it's kind of like kaiju. Because, you know, um, yeah. various kaijus would do weird shit to move really fast. Right. Like the tail slide from Godzilla and some mm -hmm. other things like that. I always took it as that sort of thing. It, yeah. It, like, looking back on it, it is pretty obvious that, like, not forget HD game development. Game Nintendo wasn't, read, wasn't ready for Gen 6 development. Yeah, it's true. And that makes, like, when you look back on this... And it really is only in the last year that I've been replaying these GameCube era games and going, oh, uh, <laughs> I realized, yeah, that is the case. And you can just you can just sort of like understand why at the end of the GameCube era, the last thing Nintendo would want to do is scale up to HD. So their yeah. statements about we have all the right tools. It's just how you use them. We have all the paints and brushes you would possibly need. We're just going to release this console again. Mm hmm. It makes perfect sense. Um, I... How do I put this? I love Super Mario 64. I love Galaxy, less so. Uh, and I love Odyssey immensely. Sunshine is the only Mario game where how unpolished it feels really does ruin it for me. The number of different movement things... Like, it's really weird because Mario 64 is, like, one of the first real 3D platformers. Right. Um, so... If anything, it should be graded on a curve, but in a lot of ways, it functions better than Sunshine. It could be because, uh, for people who don't know, Sunshine was shown off running at 60 frames per second before launch, uh -huh. and it, then it launches at a locked 30, and maybe <laughs> that caused problems with the physics engine. Possible. Um, which is entirely possible. You know, the way they did collision on Mario 64 was very uh, lockstep with the frame rate, of course. So there's a chance that... In order to lock it down to 30, it caused some problems with the physics and collision stuff. Yeah, during the final battle, I fell through the ground multiple times. Yeah, I mean, throughout playing the oh, game, yeah, that course. happened. Yeah, right, but it's like, this is your finale to your game. In a wholly bespoke area made for this finale, which, weirdly enough, made you do things that <laughs> causes more problems. Uh, for example, there's a power-up in this game. There's a nozzle. It's a, a rocket. You get it on your back, and you hold the trigger and it builds up and then it, it goes off it goes and then you fly into the air in the last level they designed a mound to let you know to butt stomp in these regions they they put a circular badge looking button on the ground <laughs> tell me that doesn't sound like a banjo kazooie design anyways to let you know to butt stomp there because otherwise there was no way you'd figure that out right and not only does the mound caused it to never take off on the rocket correctly from the ground. Like, you better jump, yeah. basically. Um, when it breaks apart after you do that, it becomes all sorts of unstable. We uploaded a short uh, that one of our viewers clipped like on our Twitch channel that is Bob going, Mario Sunshine is just so unpredictable after it has one weird thing it does, and then right after that, he phases through the ground and dies. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's like... <laughs> Everybody, everybody who has ever played Super Mario 64 and gotten to that level has clipped through those pirate ships in the theme park. You mean Sunshine? Oh, sunshine. oh yeah, Sunshine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that not happened. a single, not yeah. a single person has not that has not happened to. We may have just avoided jumping on it entirely this time because if we face no, you it, clipped I... through it at least once. Okay, because we clipped through it the first time we played through this game four years ago. And that time stayed fresher in my mind than this time because it might have been overridden by it happening multiple times during the final boss and other. Yeah, I, I yeah. just remember various of those 
uh, challenges where you don't have the, the flood and you get on a turning platform and you just fall through it. Like <laughs> yeah, you're, you're on top and just... <laughs> there's, I was having a conversation about this game post the stream because, uh, you know, if anything, my number one feeling coming away from Mario Sunshine is I wish it just got more time. And now the number one remaster I want to see out of Nintendo is a Mario Sunshine remaster where it looks good, runs correct, and feels good. No. No, that would be a radically different game. You can't have them acknowledge it. They're, From the ground up, remake it. To take out all the blue coins. I maybe I give you a long I mean, jump. You back. could you could make the blue coin hear me out, you could make the blue coins blue and have some way to track them and have hints ever. Maybe even a device that pulses when you get near them. Uh-huh. But they did none of you know these that things, thing so they it's had miserable. Ocarina of time? Yeah. yeah, some sort of pack that could rumble. Yeah, if only they had some sort of pack on the GameCube that, that could <laughs> to rumble. relieve this agony. God. <laughs> I yeah, I can't. Get, they took out every movement option that goes forward. Yeah, they took out the long jump. They took out the, any movement option that goes up they took easily. Out, they took the backflip, which is your super stable way to get a higher jump, and that's an integral part of playing Mario 64. Instead, you have this awful spin the analog stick and jump, which could send you in any direction. Because, because yeah, you need to spin it on the ground, and then you better make sure the last direction your stick is facing is where you want to go, and you've held it long enough for Mario to face that way, because mm -hmm. Mario's not super snappy in this game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so such a sta bad sta feeling standing game. On, standing on any moving object in Mario Sunshine reminds me of having to stand on a moving object when I used to play World of Warcraft. <laughs> <laughs> So. Because there, there was there was all these things you would have to remember, like when you if you played Horde, <laughs> to to go to go from the overworld to the undercity, you had to take a really long elevator, and if you were leaving, that meant riding the elevator up. Mm. So once you got on the elevator, you had to make sure to jump. Don't just stand on the platform. Jump at least once yes. because you might be clipping through the platform when you just yep. walked on top of it. Yep. And yeah. Like it even, and it's especially, and, and, for, and that's literally a thing where like elevators are just considered super dangerous in world of Warcraft for that reason. Uh-huh. And just because you, people will constantly hold a little too far and go flying off them. Like, like the moment all, you said it reminds you of world of Warcraft. Like I've never played sunshine. That was like getting slapped in the face because I knew exactly what you were talking about. And you're talking about a goddamn Nintendo game. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a network-based MMORPG from Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, like, it also especially reminds me of this. Well, there's this one mission in, world, in the Cataclysm expansion that's like, go find out what happened on this airship. And the airship is flying around in a circle over part of the zone and there are enemies on this airship that game is not designed to have you fighting things on a moving right entity. right yeah. of course it, enemies break it's like they get they clip through everything and just stand out in the sky um in that same expansion it had a segment where you have to ride a submarine across like the mariana trench hmm and if you're really unlucky, while you're riding it, the ship can just go, you're not in it anymore, and it leaves you and you die. <laughs> like, it, you, will, you will just, you'll be riding it, it'll be fine, it'll just keep going, and you'll stop going. <sighs> and then that, that, that's another one of those things that reminds me of Sunshine. Oh yeah, another thing that can happen 
if you're too close to a wall, mm -hmm. all of your jumps stop working right. Like you'll try and do a triangle oh, jump yeah, where because you try and run back and then run the other way uh, to do your higher jump. Yeah. And Mario will be like, but I'm touching a wall, so I jump straight up. And the, the reason for this is definitely tied to how in Mario 64, you only have a, a, a certain window in which after you hit a wall to do to hit jump to wall jump and uh -huh. that makes it one of the harder things to do in that game like even as someone who's beaten that game something like i don't know 17 20 20 plus i think i'm at 20 21 plus times about 23 anyway it's still really annoying to do a wall jump in that and one of the ways you would fix that and well most any modern 3d platformer worse shit like uh -huh. anything made remotely recently, like last 15 years plus, is when you jump at the wall, you change the state of your platformer character to now be on a wall slide. And anytime you hit the jump wall in that wall slide mode, you will then do the wall jump. They tried to do that in this game. But one, it really doesn't feel right. And two, it causes that problem where right, it's where like, you're it? near the wall. I can't do any of the jumps you're trying to do. Right? Like it's a spin jump? No. No, I'm sorry. No. Regular jump. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah, this was uh, disheartening. I, I'm serious, though. This is the only game I want Nintendo to remake now. Because I just uh, this game controlled correctly and had physics that worked. That's not this game anymore. So I'm interested in that. I, it, it's really fucked up to be watching you do this. And, of course, I had to go to sleep. And then eight hours later, I awoke and you were still playing Super Mario Sunshine. The true experience. Just to watch this and, and, and just think. Playing through Banjo-Tooie again would be a superior experience to 100%ing Mario Sunshine. I think beating Donkey Kong 64 would be. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember having a lot more fun during that stream. Yeah. Because there's me, me too. enjoyable things in that game. Uh -huh. I don't think there are enjoyable things in Sunshine. They took out everything fun. I think I had... Uh, now, keep in mind, the stream for me, the stream experience was fine. I enjoyed playing, I enjoyed streaming Mario Sunshine, but when it comes to the actual act of playing it, bereft of all other contexts and <laughs> meanings and funny things that occurred and wrath you, I'm going to go ahead and say DK64 was more enjoyable to play, and it's worth noting, I was sick during that stream. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, I got really violently ill and was not feeling good I for most of it. Seeing you grapple with the blue coins is one of those times where you see the streamer realize that, like, my hand has to go in the Gom Jabbar box and it can't <laughs> come out for 16 hours. So if you're hearing this and you're like, I need to go back to Sunshine, here's the number one pro tip. Do not collect even one blue coin. Then when you're done with the level, watch a youtube video where they collect every blue coin and do it in the exact way they do it yeah that's or here's a, here's a bold option never 100 percent super mario sunshine ever just or, get the shines and be like i did all the worthwhile content and, or, then, and then you're done use an action replay or a dolphin cheat code to just give yourself every blue coin in every level yeah we need we need the pc decomp that has the super cream 64 option of just going that's right we're gonna cheat <laughs> if we get a pc decomp of sunshine it can run at 60 they could yeah which speaking of which there is you they can actually use collision you can use an action replay to run the game at 60 on any platform the question is, how stable is that? And right. as it turns out, the game's not stable to begin with. I should have done that. <laughs> you could just play a good Mario game. One sec. Yeah, that's the background radiation of my life, yeah. 
I'm just like, <laughs> I could be playing Mario 64. I literally have the Nintendo Switch Online N64 controller right there on the Entertainment Center. And every time I look at it, I go, oh, the mister can play Mario 64. I should just do a playthrough real quick. Just real quick. <laughs> but no, instead, I had to play other games after Sunshine. Because we are in preparation for the Gigaboots Game of the Year extravaganza starting uh, January 8th, I believe. Because uh, January 1st is too early in January. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if it was even the 4th, then maybe. Yeah. But anyway, so look forward to that. Uh, did you have anything else you want to say about Sunshine before we move on? Okay. I, I think it's totally fair that I, I kept thinking, yeah, you get that super boost thing at the end of the game because apparently you get a super different jet nozzles. You get nozzles yeah. unlocked per stage and not per the and entire not, game. Yeah, you unlock them in the stage when you find the correctly filled in box in the correct chapter of the thing. Uh-huh. So that game is just terrible in every way. <laughs> uh... I guess we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to try to talk about it without talking about it. I call dibs on the first words. I've been playing Void Stranger. I believe Agro and Chris have also been playing Void Stranger. Which yes. I'm going to say like it's dark fact. <laughs> How are you avoiding strangers? Stranger, I barely know her. Anyway, this is going to be the most layered fucking statement about this game, and yet it's the most articulated possible way. It's the most precise way to articulate exactly what Void Stranger is without talking about it, okay? Void Stranger is like, and I'm not literally saying the devs are like this, but... It is like if people who enjoyed Undertale wanted to make a Sokoban game in the style of Tower of Draga and Fez... And if you can decipher the historical and mechanical meanings of that statement, you know what Void Stranger is. So I have to tell it. I have to tell a story about my experience with Void Stranger. Sure. Have you ever had? Have you ever had an experience where you like had to realize something dark about yourself? Like you had a reaction to something, and you're like, "Oh no, man! That was the result of an entire lifetime of propaganda making that my default <laughs> assumption." Okay. I had that about being like a retro game boomer <laughs> because I played like three levels of Void Stranger and then I went, oh, it's like fire and ice on the NES and also Adventures of Lolo. Like that is yes. a normal fucking thing for human beings to be able to have as reference points. And yet I feel like those are more sane than me being like, it's like Sokoban or Heyonkyo Alien. Yeah, I, I, on it. <laughs> I would almost I would say it I would I guess the adventures of Lolo counts as a Soko bond, it does, yeah but mm -hmm. there's there's so little pushing in Void Stranger I almost don't want to give it that categorization mm, you push rocks around a lot to solve specific and rocks and statues around a lot for anyone who doesn't know what the fuck a Sokoban is it is in this case a single screen action game where you push around blocks of things and move tiles and things in order to solve the puzzle that is the screen in front of you and then you move on to the next floor yeah yes imagine a zelda room you move on a grid 
You have a wand that lets you pick up a tile from the floor and hold it in storage, leaving a blank leaving a blank spot, an empty spot in the floor. And you can put that tile anywhere you want. You cannot turn around. You have to, if you like, for example, if you want to face up, you have to go down and then up. You cannot like right. change what which direction you're oriented just by tapping a direction. And that is very, very intentionally designed into the puzzles. What was that wand block in or in uh in Links to the Past? The block the wand that I, I never remember. I think it's just red cane or something. Oh maybe. Cane of Samaria? Okay. I will trust you, chat. Um but yeah, uh Baba's you is kind of a Sokoban. It is less Sokoban core than Void Stranger by a significant degree. But there are certainly things that you could say are Baba is you like about this. And, and there are enemies, but much like the adventures of Lolo, they only move when you move. Um, and it is worth saying that this is a Game Boy aesthetic game. There are four shades and you can customize. You can select from a huge palette, whether it is Game Boy gray or Game Boy green or purple. Guess which I chose. Mysteries. Um... I have played over 12 hours of Void Stranger, and it is upon playing this much that I have discovered what is needed of me to get more out of the game. And I stress that this has nothing to do with Game of the Year Crunch. I am not going to put in that time necessary anytime soon. That will be a, if I feel like I have nothing to do, I will go back and do that. This game has fantastic vibes. It is really cool. There's a pretty enjoyable story that reveals itself in over a very enormous amount of time. Uh, but much like Tower of Draga has obtuse ways that you are supposed to figure out how to unlock the item for that floor. One might say that parallels Void Stranger. And guess what? I like Tower Draga. I ain't never beaten it and never thought of it. <laughs> yeah, my, my intent is to play it, Void Stranger, until I have reached the wall of what is it either what does it want or I know what it wants. I'm not I can't figure that out. At which point I will go get a spoiler free guide and it will tell me how to progress and see the rest of the game the spoiler free guide will talk to you with numbers like it's the fucking black ops <laughs> numbers <laughs> you will you will wake up like a sleeper agent i say this because i literally looked at it at one point and just went yeah that is certainly just a pile of fucking numbers with some letters this is deranged can, can anyone in the void stranger fan base speak english <laughs> maybe i'll just find a video guide that shows me exactly what moves to make uh, yeah, those exist. They also have spreadsheets that literally tell you what moves to make for every floor, but, uh, as though that'll help. <laughs> That's Void Stranger. We can't talk about it because if we talk about it... Uh, Agro, did you have anything you wanted to add on this? Uh, no, that, uh, I mean, without going into heinous spoilers, that's pretty much covered it. I enjoyed my time with Void Stranger until I stopped enjoying it as much. And it passed that threshold where I'm like, I'm, I'm good. I'm a little frustrated that seeing all of it became what it was. And I understand why that's really neat for a lot of people online. 
I totally get that. But I kind of just walk away being mildly frustrated because I would not say in the 12, in the slightly over 12 hours that I played it, that I got what I would call a satisfying ending. I, in fact, maybe got more than one and maybe was not satisfied at all. But uh, anyway, that's, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Bob, did you have anything you wanted to say about the immense time you spent with Void Strange? I have not played this game, and I, oh, okay. I don't think I will. <laughs> you don't love Sokoban? No, being a genre that I only found out about this year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like Lolo, and it's been He's got 30 years. you got to watch more retro gaming boomers on YouTube. <laughs> what are you doing, Which man? Which seemingly includes me, considering my first impression was, it's like these two games no human is in 20 years of ever play. These hey, I remember Fire and Ice. They put it on the Nintendo Online thing. I was like, oh, hey, it's like that thing I played for 20 minutes once. <laughs> Fire and Ice is very cool. If it actually is on the Switch Online, I recommend people go check it out. If if you if if you know what Hey Ankyo Alien is, sound off in the comments. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> to be clear, this is more like Lolo than it is like Hey Ankyo Alien, but you know. Oh, people people in chat. There are a few people. There are like four people. Great. Wow. I know it because Zune referenced it in Toho 12. <laughs> that's perfect. Okay. That, that, that sure seems appropriate <laughs> for a thing that a Toho game would reference. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Anyway. Um, I think that's it for Void Stranger. Weirdly enough, this week, I spent all my time recovering from Sunshine. And by recovering from Sunshine, I don't mean I wasn't working. I was working while recovering from the Sunshine stream. Doing the news roundup for the entire year, which, by the way, after this episode of, if you're watching live, after this episode of Big Think Dimension, we're going to come back up and we're going to do the entire year of news and review, which is always a great segment as we look back on, hey, when, when, when did we find out this year's Call of Duty was uh, fake? <laughs> how, how many companies got acquired? <laughs> and some actually fun news like Yuji Naka copied in insider trading. So anyways, uh, be sure to uh, stay around for that. And if you're not watching this live, look for that video too. It's going to be up on the same channel. Uh, but that's basically all I got done. That was yeah. it. That was, uh, hmm. Bob, did you, did you play video games? I play video games. You play video games? I, I finally got around to, I, I, like, I finished this guy of seven i had to put it on the back burner because i'm not doing the post game content right now oh wait 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 sorry one last thing you remember when i talked about paper beast last week for 15 or for a bit uh-huh i was 15 minutes from the end of that game crazy we will wrap back around to that at aggro segment okay so you beat this guy seven yes okay so now i booted up star ocean 2 remake which has second departure r i think yeah, I believe that's the name. Okay. I'm not calling it that. That's a lot I, of I typing. don't know. I do not think it takes second departure because that's the PSP one. I think it is Star Ocean 2, the second story R. So it uses the PS1 name. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Star Ocean 2 remake. Yep. Um, I got to start that. I understand fully why I dropped this game twice. No. The intro and opening is, it sucks. What? It is so slow. Claude and Renna are boring. What? Um, 
but once you finally get to like the king and then they introduce Celine, things start happening and it stops being intensely boring. Bob. Yeah, that's when that's when uh, Claude starts dipping into being an incel a little bit. Yeah, though, th at that point, Claude just starts sucking, which is funny in its own way. Instead of like just being an incredibly boring character, he just sucks. <laughs> it, 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 I was like, uh, like I, this, cause this doesn't come through in the PS1 script at all. Hmm. Where like anytime Rena talks to another guy, he gets like egregiously upset. Like it <laughs> yes. doesn't make sense levels of upset. Yeah, no, he goes full incel. It's really something it's like so the anime what are you was, doing yeah are, no, the, are you the saying the anime, anime was really more accurate. authentic than the ps1 script because i don't think eric's gonna like hearing that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, playing through this game I was like oh my god the anime is actually surprisingly close to this but you know Until it looks terrible it yeah of course it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna deviate eventually <laughs> With the deviating is setting up the second season that can't be canonical to the game, and then no second season ever happens. <laughs> That's so really funny. That's unreal. Is what imagine is. if they did it. Imagine if they do a second season now. Because, oh, that would be so good. Because this game does well. Because remember, they did a Legend of Mana anime right. last year. Yeah. So. But they would just make a new anime. That would be one. Yeah, they, they would, would make one that new. looks good. Right. They just start over. The fucking Legend of Mana one didn't look good. Oh, did it not? It, it was pretty no. rough. Oh, really? I, I <laughs> forgot that happened. I never checked it out while it was... Yeah, I've only seen sales even. I didn't actually watch it. I was just like, yo, this looks ugly. Uh-oh. Um, there's still parts of the script that I'm like, is this badly translated or is it just really badly written? And I guess it's, it's probably that second one because this translation was redone back in the PSP era. Um... But it's just really weird where it's like, oh, man, this whole town just collapsed. The, the captain of the ship that you were about to depart on is like, my whole crew's dead except that guy. Anyway, here's what you need to do for the next RPG stuff you do. So it goes to this town, then this town. And okay, thank you. Good. Thank you, sir. Like, whatever. He's like a Walmart employee. <laughs> right. He just does not care. It, and I like, feel like that, it, that energy has come up hey, ton of people hey, in this uh, game. Yeah, I was looking for like, you know, normally Tom's here. Oh, Tom's dead. What do you fucking want? <laughs> <laughs> that, that really is how a lot of PS1 RPGs are, because other than Squaresoft, a lot of people didn't know how to use the power of the PS1. Meanwhile, Squaresoft was like, we were sick of the fucking SNES when Final Fantasy IV came out. <laughs> But it it is funny to play lots and lots of PS1 RPGs, and in a lot of ways they have evolved in like an interesting way. But then in one or two ways they revert back to NES, mm -hmm. where a character will just come out and say, "Go here." <laughs> um, now to get my official stance, because I'm sure people are wondering, uh -huh. right? The opening of Starship 2 is great because anime is pretty cool. <laughs> that chick has blue hair and I'm some cool guy on an alien planet. That's enough to get me through at least eight hours. I mean, you say cool guy. Yeah, no, that guy. He is so lame. He sucks from yeah, second they, one. It's awesome. Now that uh, it didn't, it doesn't come through in the PS1 script at all, I feel. But in this one, he's like constantly mopey and butthurt she isn't giving him enough attention mm -hmm. that's funny meanwhile meanwhile every time you meet a new girl he like turns into a puppy and starts slobbering on them 
weird. It is a lot. <laughs> I, that's I, what makes me. That's what was like. Oh, this is just Slayers. Like the, they're yeah. just projecting like that kind of story exactly onto yeah. these characters. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like no one is this despicable in Slayers, but maybe I don't remember. Uh, so just, it's more of a sorcerer hunter's vibe. Yes. <laughs> Just to be did, clear, did, this is closer to what Lost Universe should be uh, quality-wise <laughs> than what Lost Universe is, that it's sci-fi slayers. Uh-huh. But you like should the, still like, watch Lost Universe. Like, the most slayers moment to, for this in me is, is I don't think, I think Bob decided to get the other character he can get instead of Ashton. No, I went with Ashton, because people, when I did that poll online, I was, like, asking for people if I should choose Ashton Opera. People came out and talked about Ashton, how cool he was and how funny he was. <laughs> no one said a word about opera. He he is pretty funny because he's so, like all his dialogue is, oh, I get bruised really easily and only bad things happen to me. Is, also, his luck is is set at the lowest possible yes. rank forever. Is this but the double part- dragon dude? Where yes. It's, yes. Yeah, no, that guy's fucking hilarious. I couldn't imagine a playthrough without him. But, right? But when you meet him, like there's a part where everybody is, he, he's fighting in a narrow hallway that your party can't like interfere with. And everybody starts literally like we should cheer him on like cheerleaders like go go defense and, he, and then and it, there's a very anime moment where he turns around and is like you're distracting me can you please stop <laughs> and then he gets owned Ooh, cool yeah no that ash and selena are really good <laughs> i think that i didn't start enjoying reyna and cloud claude until Cla- what did they say claude in the claude. anime Claude. <laughs> Until they they meet up with Ashton, mm-hmm. and Reina names the dragons uh, Weepy and uh, Creepy. Yeah, and Creepy and Weepy. Creepy and Weepy, and then Claude's like, "That's stupid." <laughs> and this, and she gets insanely angry. So I'm just like, "Good, we need more of this exact moment." <laughs> that there's a lot of that where he's just a big piece of shit for no reason, and she like yanks the leash almost. Yeah, I don't. The, their romance and the, them being the main couple this is insane <laughs> i know i really appreciate it in this playthrough how how fucking weird and dysfunctional the main couple are um also i i got to welsh she is playable in this one okay because i guess in the original she wasn't but they added her in the psp one she wasn't even in the original wow wait what yeah wow. well welsh vineyard vineyard i think i don't think she was introduced into the series till three i think she's in one in a random town Maybe like, in the PSP version of one. Oh man, maybe she wasn't that. That'd be insane too. Huh. But anyway, I did not expect her to still have the same VO that they used last year in the game, uh, in that Star Ocean game, the brand new one. She's just been the same voice actress since this game in 2008. Oh wow, that's a... Okay. All right. Huh. Except she was, except she was someone different in three and four. Right, but those were actually made before. Wait. What's... Oh yeah, the PSP ones. Yeah, because the PSP remake came out after those, I believe. <sighs> oh, this was terrible. Don't worry, it'll be on screen in due time. Um, she is a really good party member to have, is she just causes problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She she does have the problem that any party member added in like a re-release of a game has where it's like she's not relevant to the story at all. Oh, I'm and sure. And can barely and can barely interact with it. 
the the only things I've done so far are private actions with her, and then I had to stop playing. Um, but some of the private actions were really good as she got Ashton to sing a song with his dragons. Ah. While he cried. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here's what we gotta do, okay? It's worth noting, uh, Welch shows up for the first time in Star Ocean 3. But let's go ahead and show Welch as she is in Star Ocean 2 remake. Pretty cool. Yeah. Nice art. You can tell from her smile she's a psychopath. <laughs> this is this is actually a pro tip. If you're watching a streamer and they have that smile, <laughs> don't enter their Discord. Anyways, here's how she looks like in 3 because it's Star Ocean 3. Why is I mean, it? yeah, you never got you, yeah. you never got to see these kind of this kind of art. Where would you see it? It was on the PS2. Yeah, it was it's just like it's not going to be in game. Like, like I could on the see, strategy guide. I could see that and just go, man, that is fucking. She must look terrible in game. I really like the way she looks in four, which is completely different than every other version of her. Yeah, they was a really different design for four, but I think it worked. Um, also, they don't introduce any of those fun sicko mechanics until you get Celine. So. That's true. So I was just going like, oh and my the, god, it's so boring. And then, then everything turned on. And in the PS1 and P in PS1 and PSP versions, they don't introduce them ever. Yeah, but you can't they even don't... you can't even go to the menus to turn them on and start using them in the until after that sequence in the in this version. Yeah. They but they also give you everything at the start in this one. In this one, they in the originals they drip feed you them for like a they drip feed you them without telling you they're there for mm. like the next eight hours. So it's like you can go to the guild where you get the missions before that is where you bought the ability to level up skills. Wow. Like in packs, in packs of four, like fucking trading cards. Wow. Man. Yeah, it was it, it was bizarre. Maybe the PSP version changed that. I don't actually know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm getting into it now that all the mechanics is there. Bunny is hilarious. You can just turn on. This is one of those weirdo things. You have to get a bunch of random skills that let you do it. Mm -hmm. But then you call basically the highest level chocobo and the first town in this game. So you can just walk around anything on the map. Yeah. It's just yeah. And, that, and that's that, that doesn't let you do anything. It doesn't it doesn't let you skip anything. It doesn't let you go anywhere you're not supposed to go. You can just do that. Although in this, like I said, when I played it in this version, they added treasure chests to the world map to give you a reason to explore yes. all over with also fishing points. Mm -hmm. And that's sick. That's an awesome <laughs> upgrade. There are also these giant monsters in the world that are like insanely overpowered and super leveled. Yes. Are they called weapons? <laughs> no. Huh. Um, they are called raids, I believe. Yeah, and I they think, are called raids. I, I think they actually added new weapons to this game, and beating beating those is how you get them for your party members. Huh. So yeah, there's there's a lot of neat stuff here. You know, before we went live with Big Think, we were like, Star Ocean 2 definitely has most mind-numbing bark in it. We're going to have to mine this game to get it all. You mentioned this Chocobo ride, and I see chat blow up with, Come on, Barney! <laughs> <laughs> See, sadly sadly yes because you, what happens is you go to a menu and pick call bunny and then hit call bunny and you have a really low percentage chance unless you upgrade a bunch of skills that have no other usage but feeding into this mm -hmm. so you'll have like a 20 percent success rate so you'll have to mash that a bunch of times to get it to work there's no penalty or resource required to do it you can right, just, you do just it. keep doing it but if, 
What a good but it game. just plays <laughs> it just plays a sound clip of one of the party members basically going, Come on, bunny, come here, bunny. Except in the PS1 version, in a bizarre <laughs> psychotic twist, like many of the strange things in the PS1 version, such as uh Claude saying his name is Crod <laughs> or Claude. Or whatever. Is, they translate bunny as Barney. Uh-huh. So a character will yell, come on, Barney. And I'll, which sadly was not uh, pulled through into the Dang. PSP one. That's unfortunate. I appreciate that that one character can't say the word bunny correctly. That, <laughs> that's lore building. I feel like between Star Ocean 2 and Silent Hope, we've got some pretty good most mind-numbing barks. Oh, absolutely. There's going to be some in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like a... Like when you start a fight with a weak opponent and Claude goes, oh, it's just them. <laughs> <laughs> These guys again. These guys again. Uh, can we count most mind-numbing bark? Can As a candidate, can we have that song in Cyberpunk Suck and Fuck where they just go ass, 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 ass? I don't think so. I don't Damn think that's it. the same thing. Damn it. It's a real earworm, though. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's definitely not like the insane, oh my God, this is incredible RPG for me, but I think it's really neat and I'm going to keep playing it. Maybe it will get there because I am at least getting to the point where I'm like, okay, upgraded her penmanship so she can write really well. Now she can make books that upgrade every other stat for everyone else. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's hilarious. Feels good, man. I'm like, have I've you, played Have you this... unlocked Contraband yet where you open that skill and it says, this breaks the game. I, I have all the necessary things to do it, but I haven't opened that menu yet. <laughs> uh, did you play anything else? I also played, let me get this right, The Legend of Nayuta Boundless Trails. Oh, yeah, I need to look into that at some point. I believe this is a game in the Trails universe. Mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's like a it's a weird spinoff that is not connected to the current story that like sky and cold steel and stuff are in maybe it does okay. not feel like you need to play any of those okay oh yes it's completely separate until they decide oh this is that thing from this <laughs> of course uh, but this plays like an ease game so it's full-on action rpg modern ease game right not um, old bump combat not old bump combat okay. like Okay. PSP, but, but only yeah. one character. Not not the when weird stuff where they do now, where it's like switching characters constantly. Okay. Like East Origin and Oath and Felgana and Ark of Nepishtim. Okay. Yeah, imagine those, but with 3D graphics. Because we have with the full 3D models. Okay. Uh, but you cool. still have the, the really simple, just like three hit combo, and then you unlock more. I'm a big fan. Things. Yeah. Big fan. Yeah, it's good stuff. They have, I need to look at the PSP version. And see if they did something to these textures, but all of the all the character sprites have really like smooth looking textures. And I think it ends up looking kind of neat. It has almost a cel-shaded idea behind it, but it also looks weird. And then they don't do that for the backgrounds. All the backgrounds just have crisp pixels on there on the textures. And that makes it look just like what you expect. Uh so yeah, that's an interesting look. That I'm kind of digging, but I'm not 100% sure if it's accurate or not. Uh, 
but the, the setting for this game is like you play as a, a kid coming back for summer break to his hometown, which is on a, a deserted island, not a deserted island, a small habitated island where ruins fall from the sky. So like there's literally structures uh, from ancient civilization that fall there and you go and explore the, those ruins. And one of them has a portal to another world. <gasps> um, and you get a little fairy sidekick and she acts as your secondary attack. So she's always flying next to you and you have like your melee attacks as your main character. But then she you hit the square button. She shoots lasers <laughs> and she, she gets different spells throughout the game, too. Like a giant destructo disc she shouldn't let out. Mm. And then each like when you go to the other world, it then becomes like a weirdly level based thing. Oh, yeah. So you literally like load into this this zone and then you have five levels in this zone mm -hmm. and they're all just short little things uh where you go through and try and like find uh i mean you can just beat them by going through them normally but mm -hmm. the, there's also little goals like oh find the treasure chest and find the, these super crystals to get you more money mm -hmm. uh and completing those goals unlocks new attacks for your character I'm like oh this is neat um and also after you beat a whole zone like all the little uh tiny little sections you can change the uh the season of that zone it'll completely do the layout of every every level and all the enemies in the level so it'll make them harder okay uh and it seems like there'll be different quests that require you to do that like i already did one it was like oh plant this in spring and then come back in summer uh that's a kirby mechanic <laughs> yes uh but yeah the levels are really neat they they imagine like an ease, like in the ease origin, just a part of the tower, but just that's the whole thing. And it's got a lot of platforming. It's a 3D action game. So you're literally doing a lot of just jumping around environments. They'll have uh, moving elements. Like uh, there's one where you're going, or they have a, a like cogs and you have to jump around the cogs as they go, go around so you can get through to new areas. Uh, it's really neat. I like the focus on platforming and it just felt like an old school ease game. Cool. Like I, I love those. It, I was having a lot of fun with this. It was hard for me to stop, put it down and go back and play more of Star Ocean, honestly. But I was mm. like, I want to play more of that today too. Right. Um, the kidding new equipment actually affect your character's model too. Oh, sweet. Which I always think is really neat. Uh, that happens for your main character and for the little fairy who follows you. Which, <laughs> to get new outfits for her, you go to the item store and she sells doll outfits <laughs> so ah. i was like oh that's neat um but yeah you literally like the menus make it super easy to jump between in the dungeon areas and then out to the main town which the main town is just like a imagine a harvest moon main town where it's just like, like four shops mm -hmm. and that's it mm. and you can just pick up quests there like your main house has a mailbox in it where you get quests and then you go into town, talk to people to see what they want. And uh, then sometimes the mission will take you to the dungeons and other times not. You know, a lot of people don't realize Bob is sleeping in. He's slipping in this language to activate me, to get me to go buy this game right now. No, this is definitely up your alley, Dan. Like, I don't... Fuck. I know. This, this hey, sounds hey, like... Hey, hey, you have to play as Libra Revision first. That's, I, that I, came that's out last not, year. That's not this year. So did this. No, this came out in... Uh, this August. came out like three months ago, yeah. Yeah. No. 
maybe on Switch it came out three months ago. What? Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it did come out this year. That's weird. Yeah. I thought it was yeah. coming. I thought it... Huh. Yeah. This is this is this year. I got it's it confused relevant. with the Japanese release that was two years ago. Right. Understandable. It's a trail scale. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it also is extremely anime. I, I you get to the end of the first dungeon area and then this dude walks out of an anime. I don't know which one, but he's he's got a giant cape. His, his face has like cracks of energy in it. Uh-huh. And then he has a sidekick who is a char. Ooh. <laughs> uh and yeah, you just you have to sit there and be like, yeah, this is an anime. I don't know. It's it's just is a two thousand anime. I don't know which one. All of them, I guess. <laughs> right. Like you can look at a character and go, that's a card game protagonist. I don't know which one it is, but uh, you have your buddy who's with you at the beginning of the game, uh, who's convinced that he's the protagonist of the game, which is fair because he's a. Uh, amnesiac swordsman who showed up on this island. Yeah, yeah, that's an understandable uh, <laughs> misconception Cal- in the circumstances. Calcom does like to like poke fun at itself sometimes mm-hmm. with stuff like that, where it's like this guy is exactly like Adol. He's not the main character. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's really neat, and I'm definitely going to play more of it. Um, Oh, yeah, there's also really weird typos. They did actually dub this, so it has English cast, but it has that thing where a lot of Trails games I hear do of they say the first few lines in a sen- or in a cutscene, and then it stops. <laughs> I don't remember that in three or four. In, in one and two are almost entirely dubbed, like every single line. Okay. I thought that's something um, that happened later on in the later releases of those. Three, three, yeah, but, but three and four, you have the thing where some scenes won't be voiced but if a scene is voiced it's generally all of it okay let me tell you about my situation over here uh-huh because i can now remove void stranger from my backlog of games to play mm-hmm. i have a measly 27 games to cram for game of the year <laughs> that's all some of which are rpgs and here you are going dan they made your dream game it's just it's right over here dan Oh, yeah. So when you first get to the other world, uh, you find a Melfina. There's just like a sleeping girl in, a, in a, some sort of weird sci-fi box. Here, have a free Melfina. <laughs> like, wow. Jesus uh, but the typos are really strange because they, they don't come through in the voices at all. It's literally just sometimes they'll do stuff like instead of rush, they'll have written R-I-S-H. Rish? Rish. I mean, that's one yeah, this letter is, different um, on a keyboard. Yeah. They clearly yeah, just... Yeah. They just, they just, they not good enough. <laughs> and that N- happened several Nisa, times. Nisa has a lot of failings as a publisher. And this is one of them. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you some important, relevant questions. Okay. How did you buy this digitally or physically? Digitally. I don't even think there's a physical version. There it's is, but it's more expensive. Yeah, it's $10 more. Is your house locked? Can I break into your house and steal your PS5? <laughs> I'm already. It might be on sale at least for the. No, by just check. Oh my god! I guess I bought at it when it was on, on sale, not and they on... dropped it off. Uh huh. Which sucks. I can't believe the end of the year sale turned off an old sale, and yeah. a lot of stuff I was going to buy just dropped. I mean, Moss is not on sale right now, and it was in the earlier VR sale. Yeah, I was about to buy the King of Fighters DLC. I was mm-hmm. about to buy both Inti Creates games that came out this year. Yeah. All of it dropped off sale. 
Yeah, I was I was about to uh, pick up Moss and then something else, and then I looked at it, and Moss was thirty two bucks for both volumes, and I'm like, come on, man. <coughs> uh, but yeah, definitely suggest uh, Legends of Nayuta. Really fun little game. I I don't know how long it's gonna be. It seems like it's season based, so it's going to have at least four sets of stages. But then I like I said, you can change the season on every stage. So it might have a reason for you to do every stage set of stages four times. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's East adjacent in the era of PSP games when they had too much fucking padding. Um this if you, if you're okay with me reading the how long to be. Go for it. Says 18 and a half hours. Okay. That is tolerable. Yeah. I feel like E's only got more and more padding though. So I don't know. I don't know when too much padding happened because <laughs> like it's it, happening on our streets it, every day, right? Well, it was all pretty normal. Then E7 came out and E7 has way too fucking much padding because that game barely has mechanics because it was the very first one they went to full 3D for. Mm. So it's like this game is this game makes you do the entire like you beat the game. You do all you do all the dungeons and it goes do them again. In the same order. Do them again. And then East 8 and East 9, in my opinion, both have kind of inflated playtimes. 9 is worse, in my opinion. Because yeah. in 9, it like lies to you and is like, this is optional content. It's actually not. Because <laughs> you have to fill like the, the Tsukihimi fucking gauge to progress <laughs> to the next section of the plot. And the only reasonable way to do that is by doing side quests. Uh, Bob. Yeah. Did you play anything else? I did not. Okay. Hey, Agro. Yes, sir. I hear you played Paper Beast Enhanced Edition for the PlayStation VR 2. You heard correctly. Oh, wow. I, uh, I got up this morning and I, I pulled up the PlayStation app and I downloaded it and then I booted it up and then I didn't stop playing it until it was done. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, that game is a living nightmare that is really fun. <laughs> it's like if Jim Henson studio got a crack at making, oh, the things you can think. <laughs> yeah, it is uh, truly horrifying, the creatures on that planet. And yet, because they're so well realized, you get attachments to them. Like you see a creature and you go, that is a shaggy dog. And then you look mm -hmm. too deeply into its eyes and you go, oh, no. Like something that was truly horrifying minutes ago, you see it again and go, oh, thank God, my point of reference is back. <laughs> <laughs> there are puzzles in this game that like, like there, there are three kinds of puzzles. There are the ones that where you had to figure out how to do a thing. There are puzzles where the puzzle is figuring out what the puzzle is, yep. what it wants you to do. And then there are puzzles where the, the hardest part is figuring out that you're done. <laughs> <laughs> there were a couple of spots in this game where I just, I eventually walked over to the thing I needed to get to and went, wait, I finished this area 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes but, you have that. Yeah. My modern video game brain went, but it, it didn't make a sound to tell me that I was done. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs>
It is really hard to find even one reference image for this game that can depict both the beauty and the horrifying nature of it. Because either the shot is so far out that you don't really get an idea for the details. Because I was going to throw it up on the screen because I, I realized, you know, whenever we're talking about stuff I haven't played, it's easy enough for me to just do that while we mm. talk about it. But uh, anyway. Yup. <laughs> That's quite the creature. Yeah, maybe we can zoom in a bit and really get an idea for how tendrily it is. But yeah, these things, the way they're realized through their physics-based movement and sound is just intense. I said, look at this cute crab. So there's like, you know, I thought when Agra was talking about, you see a thing from earlier and you go, oh, thank God, my frame of reference, right? It, it's just nice to have that grounding again, to see that again. There are some times where you're just like, you are less horrifying because of the things I've seen. <laughs> I've now accustomed to the crab. <laughs> Because the crab does not have deep, dead eyes in it. But yeah, exploring this alien planet is really, really fascinating. Yeah, and that's that's like what it is. Like like in, in the... This is one of those, we finally accomplished that thing we've been trying to do in video games since forever. Where you're going through this landscape and seeing all this mind-bending shit you've never seen before. Going, holy fuck. I am well fucked and far from home. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and ask because I feel like anyone who heard me talk about it last week has either uh, played it or maybe decided it wasn't for them by now. And now Agro's played it, so I'm going to give the lightest bit of almost spoilers Agro, did you see the message that the dog scraped into the earth with its body yeah you pretty much have to and <laughs> i'm still not over that <laughs> yeah that was a moment i'm like what is it doing and then i just stared and watched as it did it for minutes <sighs> oh no like i i left i moved on and then got ported back there yeah so he was done like he was working on the last couple bits <laughs> At my stomach, I don't think I have a stomach anymore. I think it contracted <laughs> and disappeared. Uh, also, the opening of this game was some stuff. It was, yeah. I was really upset when they spoiled that in the trailer for the Enhanced Edition. Because I didn't know, like, that game, the original launch three years ago, it did not show that at all. None of that. So... Yeah. That is a radically different context. Oh, I have one last image I'm going to show. Because I keep referencing the dog. And last week I talked about an evil sphere that seemingly took the soul out of the dog and crafted another creature from it. Here's the other creature. Here's the other dog. Oh, yeah. That, that section and I have some slight differences on our opinions on how fluid mechanics should work <laughs> yes yeah it's amazing how that uh maybe this isn't a perfect simulation but a consistent one <laughs> but yeah no it it's really cool um, like everything you're seeing on screen is like ps3 style hey we got a thing that can do physics and we're showing off how powerful the cell is it is it's it's very much that um 
another way I was going to try to describe this, but it wouldn't ma it wouldn't really mean anything to the vast majority of people, but it's fucking true. Uh, this is like if Linger of Shadows was a full game. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. I thought of that a couple of times during it. Linger of Shadows was a downloadable demo scene sort of thing for the PS3. It was cool as shit. Yeah, this, this game is... It is truly haunting. It's a trip. <laughs> also, if you're like me and some of the fantasy literature you read as a child gave you an unending fear of caves and being underground, Ooh. there is a stretch of this game that will be challenging for you. It was even worse on the PSVR one because as we talked about last week, it didn't have HDR in the headset. So when it gets dark, you just see nothing. So it was literally... You're in your house at night, wandering through pitch black, and for some reason the hallway isn't what you think it's supposed to be. Sort of feeling. You're just like, great. Uh, which house am I in? <laughs> like almost that vibe. Uh, yeah. So I highly recommend it on PSVR too. I obviously haven't tried it on PC. Agra, what do you do? You think people should crawl in the cave? I think if you are able to access this game, you should. It like I'm I'm worried that somewhere out there are people who just will get nothing out of this and I'm sorry, I am risking your money and time to get everyone else to experience this. Yeah. This is a definite recommend. Yeah. Yeah, that is always a concern with what we do. It's like, I want to speak to how passionate I am about this, but then someone, like someone was like, uh, the seventh guest, uh, Dan seemed really high on it. Should I buy it? Um, based on what you said last week, and then everyone was like, well, all the games go on sale tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So luckily it was reduced. I think it's 25 bucks right now. And I was like, yeah, I can recommend that price. <laughs> This is, that's a pretty good price. All the games except the ones we were going to buy. <laughs> yeah, all the games except for the ones we were going to buy. But at the very least, with seven guests, uh, we got a code, so we lucked out. Right. Um, uh, to be fair, I do have formerly four, now three, games that uh, are VR that are on sale that aren't Moss Book Volume 1 and 2. <sighs> but yeah. If you have a PSVR 2, worth checking it out. It does have a next-gen upgrade if you ended up owning a PS4 copy. Somehow, uh, people are reminding me that uh, it was free on PS4 at one point. Paper Beast, that is. Hmm. Agro, did you play anything else? I've been chugging away through Baldur's Gate. Uh, I have gone around the curve to where fights are now survivable. I don't think every time it rolls initiative, oh, fuck, I'm not pre-buffed. I didn't start this ambush. I'm going to die. Is this the way everyone describes the opening hours of that game? Because it's deadly. <laughs> and especially if you're used to just playing fifth edition, you have mm -hmm. a mindset of being pretty unkillable. Where this game's like, no, we, we're going to use all of that math your DM doesn't. So, motherfucker, you better be <laughs> drinking elixirs and using your buffs properly and work that economy to your advantage. <laughs> like, the moment your characters hit level five and some of them get extra attack, it's, it's fucking over. You win now. It is, that is the turning point. The math flips over. And the game becomes amazing. Uh, I have yet to touch Baldur's Gate 3 in that game. Do you select classes? 
Yes. Like you, you have your own creative character you make, mm-hmm. or you can just p- pick playing one of the pre-made characters. Okay. Uh, there is also a way in game to both respec and change everything about the NPC characters. Cool. Or just go to this one spot in camp and get hirelings who are other characters you can just build yourself. So you can have a whole team of just randos you made yourself. Huh. That's really neat. Like the first thing everyone does is Shadowheart is a cleric in the trickster domain and she sucks. So you take her over to the respec station and you make her either a light or a life domain cleric. <laughs> I can fix or her. Or you're going to aggro. die. <laughs> and then he did. Amazing. <laughs> She's like, I have high decks and can't heal for shit. Okay, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Worth noting, Baldur's Gate 3 is on a massive sale right now. It's $7 off. Great. Making it $63. Well, yeah, things go on sale when demand for them decreases. I don't think demand for Baldur's Gate 3 has decreased yet. Yeah, I get it. It is sadly the same reason the PS5 will be $500 until 2028. (laughs) No, it's okay. Next year, they'll do a price drop or or we riot. What of these two things should occur? One thing this game has done to my brain that I've I've always heard about, but I've never experienced before. Like, mm-hmm. I'll play a video game, and then I'll finish it and go, ah, that was really good. You know, maybe I'll play it again someday. I'm 40 hours into this game, and I have already planned three different subsequent yes. playthroughs yes. of things I'll do differently, content I want to see, decisions <laughs> I want to make different. That's literally what it happened to disgusting. Skiff. Yeah, no, he he wasn't even done with his first. He's just like, yeah, I'm planning these other places. I got to do this. And I'm like, that is deranged. I've got a friend who's doing like a full, I'm a huge dick evil playthrough. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, Larian put in the work and you can do that shit. Good. Yes. I remember what I remember. Those got a lot of attention because I remember when uh, it was in, in early access, people were like, where's all the good content? And they were like, you motherfuckers won't test the evil shit if we give you the good shit first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how video games be. Oh. But like, there's fun. whole different like, there there's a few NPCs that you only get if you're making evil choices that they like, or you like knock them out in this one specific way and turn them into a sheep and sneak them through Act Two. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. The farther I get, the more I have two simultaneous thoughts of, wow, this game is very, like, mouse and keyboard focused. And also, they miraculously put this game onto a controller. Like, this is really impressive. Huh. Yeah, I was surprised when um, I haven't heard anyone complain about playing it on a controller. Right. Because you look at it, it is so clearly that. In fact, I think one of the reasons I checked out of it uh, early on in them showing trailers and stuff is that it was that style of game. And I knew on a controller, it'd probably be bad. Mm -hmm. Glad to be wrong on that. (laughs) Although it did take several hours of playing to get all of the weird how the menus are stacked up and which hot buttons are what into my brain and my fingers. Like I'm still playing, going like click, 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 click. Wow. Why was that natural? That was weird as shit. (laughs) 
I realize we don't have an image for Baldur's Gate up, and even though I feel like the segment is wrapping any second now, that doesn't change the fact that I just, you know, we need something to represent the game, and uh, there we go. <laughs> that fucking guy's going to cause me a problem <laughs> at some point. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, like I love every NPC they put in the game. Uh, some because their stories are great, most because they're just fun to have on screen. Although there is one uh, who I am starting to suspect is a knife in disguise, where I'm going to go through this whole game and they're going to use this character to stab me in the ribs. <laughs> Like, and you get a happy ending, and you get a happy ending, and you get a knife in the lung. <laughs> I was really, I was really convinced you were saying they were a literal knife, and the game would end, and the spell would end, and they would become this ornate knife. <laughs> yeah, that is a much better situation than the one you're in, my friend. <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to say about? Baldur's no, Gate? I think that's good. Okay. Did you play anything else? I did not. Chris. Okay, so other than Void Stranger, the only things I played were on my stream on Saturday. Oh, no. Wherein I, wherein I played Rugrats The Search for Reptar on the PS1 and the sequel Rugrats Studio Tour on PS1 and then a little bit of, of Toy Stories on Super Nintendo at the very end because I needed <sighs> 10 minutes to kill so somebody could go live and I could raid them. <laughs> Rugrats The Search for Reptar is a fascinating game. It's so much more high effort than you would expect from a licensed Rugrats game. Okay. Because the, the conceit is... Okay, okay, uh, Tommy wants his, rug, his Reptar jigsaw puzzle that has 12 pieces, but all the pieces are missing. And you get a piece by doing levels that are accessed through items around the house. And each level is analogous to an actual Rugrats episode. So you can you can play the level that's based on them going to the grocery store because grandpa wants his uh, his Twinkies. Mm -hmm. You can you can play the level that's uh, them going to play mini golf to win a, a, a mountain of ice cream wherein you have to do 12 holes of mini golf. Huh. Or nine holes, I'm sorry, not 12, nine. Okay. You have to do the, the front nine. Uh, there's a level where you have to do a bunch of different mini games because they're holding a circus. There's a level where you play as the dog. Cool. Uh, the thing that's really funny is there are also these collectibles around the level and in the hub, which is the house, which is fully explorable and it is very neat. Cool. Just to be able to completely explore this cartoon area in 3D space. Um, there's a collectible called Reptar Bars, the candy bar that you can actually buy in real life that's full of green icing. Can you like still buy that in real life? Wait, one second. I think, I think you can still buy them. What? I never I thought, knew they were real. Holy it, shit. Yeah, I thought what? they did that for a very short period two decades ago. What? They were they were available for a while. Uh, so I need to cop to it right now. Uh, I misspelled Reptar, and I don't know how I did that. I used my right middle finger instead of my left and ended up at Riptar. So 
they brought them back a couple years ago at FYE. I don't know if you can still buy them. I guess that could be a Christmas present to me. <laughs> oh, Reptar butter. Wow. Yeah, it's it's real it's really cheap chocolate wrapped around toxic green frosting. Ugh. Yay. Um anyway, ever for every 15 of them you collect, you just get a jigsaw puzzle piece. So imagine if Mario 64 had 12 stars and if you collected 100 coins, you just got to skip an entire level. That's deranged. <laughs> Pick up all these M&Ms, kid. Good, you don't get to do the authored normal content. <laughs> Which is especially insane because they force you to do bonus levels between some levels wherein the reward for completing them successfully is more Reptar bars. <laughs> the game doesn't have lives. What? <laughs> But you're telling me this is an awfully high high quality like game, and that really blew my mind. And I was trying to figure out why. And that's because we played so many bad PS1 games that were Disney. Uh -huh. Like there are a number of PS1 games that were like Lilo and Stitch, where they didn't give a fuck. Let, let me be clear: this is not a great game. It's an interesting game. It controls really badly, but at least you okay. have a button that locks the camera behind you, and you can hold that while you run around. That's really advanced. <laughs> it is. Yo, know, it has Z targeting. Oh my god! But that yes, I'm almost tempted to start the Rugrats on PS1 challenge, where I challenge people, streamers, oh my to god. play this horrible licensed game. Jesus, that's that's like a hundred minutes long. <laughs> I, oh no, the, this doesn't work like the denim jacket. I don't disappear. No, you're just the brown blob. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, but after that, I played Studio Tour. Which is dog shit. <laughs> uh, the conceit of that game is everybody's on a studio tour for some movie studio. A dill pickle, the little tiny baby that is so much of a baby he can't talk. Yeah. Because he was the one that, that was I born mean, in the Rugrats do, movie. Do you need to explain this to anyone? Oh, here's a great part of this stream was people trying to tell me things about the, the Rugrats reboot, which is currently still airing. That started two years ago. That's Oof. still airing? You, oh, yeah, it keeps it's it's apparently doing well. But you know, it's actually for kids because not only does has nobody I've ever known watched it. You can't even really find information about it on the Internet. Like you can't find clips of specific things from episodes on YouTube wikipedia pages aren't actually updated to reflect it it's like no it's a it's a cg show about a oh, cg reboot of Rugbat rats well here's the thing that could either imply it's so distinctly young oriented that no no person with access to the site or no one's watching it but i'm i might have to find some way to watch a little bit of because people keep telling me this i don't know if it's true they're saying that Stu Pickles, Tommy's dad, is a streamer in this one. <laughs> and I did find one clip where he mentions that he plays video games like three times in the clip. Like that's now a major character trait of his. Is Angelica's father his manager? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, something I do discover is, that, is they recast all none of the kids, but all the adults. Huh, that's weird. And all the new adult voices are real bad. Yeah. 
it, it really is a reboot too. It's not like here's more. It's like mm-hmm. an alternate continuity. Like Dill isn't even there in the first season. I think he's born at the start of season two from what I found out. Yeah, you know, we watched like one episode of this and it was just that CG animation was horrifying. Did, did we watch a whole episode? We might have. I thought I just saw a, like a short clip on YouTube I or something. I could have sworn that it was on one of those subscriptions we had. So we just booted up and watched an episode. I don't. Did we make it a whole episode? I that don't just know seems if we made it all the through, Yeah, but. apparently this is Paramount Plus. Look at this fucking show. They're horrifying. Yeah. I yeah, know they were I'd horrifying like, before, but it felt artistic. Uh-huh. Here it just... I, I'd, I'd like mm. to point out that it's bullshit that they deleted Phil and Lil's father from reality. Oh, they did that? Yes, he's just no longer there because because the joke was... The joke everybody made at the time, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, is that their mom is a lesbian, and in this one, they I, they seemingly just made that the case. To which I respond... That's bullshit. The point was that they were both gay and hiding it by being married. You took away crucial beard representation in media. I That's saw so... that for the wife, but I never heard that for the dad. And now I have to go back and watch it again. Jesus Christ. But anyway, in the plot, the, the conceit of this game. God. We're uh, hanging out with some. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're in the they're, they're in the movie studio and the security guard's like, "Oh man, thank God that we have thank God no kids can get past this giant space age security door that requires eight keys." And then and then Dill grabs the keys out of his hand and throws them at the screen and they all like explode out into disappearing and then he just rolls through the door and it shuts. <laughs> <laughs> So the conceit is you need to get these eight keys to open the door and you get them by doing mini games. It's a mini game compilation now. Oh, great. Mini Virtual games bar. such as <laughs> mini games such as do the mini play different mini golf courses. Do go kart racing. Run around a like a, a big map and collect coins. Um, you still have the Reptar bar buff, but now you need 50 to get a key, and there's many, many more of them. Mm. Do a minecart level, and anytime you go into one of these levels, first of all, if it's, if it's the uh, if it's the mini golf, you're you're trapped in there for nine holes. But every other level is four iterations of it. It's like do four levels of this mini game before you get the key. So I did I did a bunch of them and got 20 keys. And then I went and unlocked the door and behind the door is a second door that has 25 keyholes. Okay. And then the security guard says, "Don't worry, you only need one key." He's talking to babies for the record. He's right. talking to infants. Yes. I guess he's just quirky that way. He's like he goes That'll, this door only needs one key, but I don't remember what keyhole opens it. So the conceit is randomly per playthrough, one of those 25 keyholes is the correct keyhole. Mm-hmm. So you need as few as one key and as many as 25. Luckily, <laughs> I put in one key and instantly opened. It's messed up, man. <laughs> uh, which keyhole did you put it in? Because it's in a five by uh, five. The grid. top left. The, so the, the first fucking left. hole. He puts it in the first one. It's like, go ahead. <laughs> People were getting real indignant. More, somebody was like, "I've never beaten this game because of this door." <laughs> uh, and then up. you do, 
Then you do an unbelievably terrible feeling Crash Bandicoot level as Tommy. Right. And then mm. you do a second Crash Bandicoot level where you are the Reptar Wagon running from a dinosaur. Okay. And then the game is over. This sounds like it might be okay if, you know, all of these were polished minigames. They could... Bizarrely, it controls much better than Search for Reptar, but the minigames are so fucking dull. Mm. They're all so fucking boring. And, and the conceit of these being levels like episodes from the show are just completely gone. It's completely gone. And I was like, I thought this would be, an all, it'd be all right because it had the same developer. It's not like it's just... Right. Who was the developer? Do you remember? In space. In the letter N dash space. Yeah. I've heard them, but I don't know what they've made. Yeah, I, I also don't remember what else they made. I believe they... A uh, bunch of licensed stuff. They've... Oh, God. They made other horrible games Chris was given as gifts. Oh, no. They made Die Hard Trilogy. No, I'm oh. sorry. They only made Die Hard Trilogy 2. So, the, is there a sequel to Die Hard Trilogy? Die Hard Trilogy 2, Viva Las Vegas. Did I just have a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Oh, man, they made Geist. On the GameCube. Oh, that's a game. Yeah, I think every other every other thing is licensed. Every other fucking thing is licensed. They made a bunch of James Bond games for the DS. They made the they made the Call of Duty ports for the DS. I oh. hear those are good at least. Wow. Surprisingly good anyway. Yeah. Yeah, those aren't good, but they definitely satisfied the need of Yeah, kind of like DS Guitar Hero. Uh-huh. You know? It works. And the very last thing they made was Sword Coast Legends in 2015. That is a Dungeons and Dragons tie-in game that also has Digital Extremes as a developer on it. All right. Weird. Okay. Then I played Toy Story on SNES. How is Toy Story on SNES? Vile, despicable, yeah, a game for subhumans by subhumans. Did you know that the Japanese and European versions have a fucking password function and the US version does not? Despicable. You die, you go back. And if it's like other games made by that dev, it could even be a multi-region cart that just changes the mode it's in based on the region of your console. That's deranged. Ugh. No, that would only work on the Genesis. So I got I, I got game over immediately because that game is bad. It's terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's literally the number one. It is the poster child of abusive license games that are pretty. It is it. Nothing out does it. Cool spot isn't as pretty and isn't as terrible. Right. Of course. Did you play anything else? No. 
someday I'll go back and be like, this is the this is the Chris avenges his youth on Toy Story SNES stream, where oh. he just I, I might go get a ROM hack that just like just put the password feature in the US version. They, yeah. they could also get didn't that dude work on a director's cut that I think he things? said he would. I and, don't know if then he, he ever released it. Yeah, I think he kind of disappeared after he said Ratchet and Clank's possible on a PS4. Weird thing to disappear uh, uh, over. That's your fucking final statement to the world. Right. Did you know things could work on other things if they were way worse? Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> My final message. Podboys. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, here they come. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's the Pod Lords. Pod Lords such as BN12, Ely Broils, Bountiful Blessings <laughs> to you all! Happy Solstice, you fuck. <laughs> Thank you. Red Blaze 27, Suzu Shiro. How much do you think it would cost to buy the rights to Jinkaria asking for a friend? Hmm. Ugh. I like that it's a really shitty coin because the edges of the bezel are just like oh, melted. That's a blue coin. That's a blue wow. coin. Yeah, I I get it. Alright. Uh 101 Shades of Christmas Spirit. Have a happy holidays, Giga Boys. Thank you, you too. And happy holidays. WTF Spider-Man. One thing you can count on, you push a man too far and sooner or later he'll start pushing back. Max Payne. Rest in peace, James McCaffrey. That sucks so much. It does. Yeah. Fucking amazing actor. Ugh. Dawn of the fourth day, 96 hours remain. <laughs> 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 You're not safe. I don't think I'm safe, ma'am. DFW3K, Muckbun, Shiny Mew, Kristen, Deeply Unsafe Quantities of Juice of Frost, Kyle Bjork. It's almost Christmas, which means it's time to watch Tokyo Godfathers. Hmm. Still haven't seen that one. Cooper Tank. Simply having a bountiful Christmas time. Oh my God. Oh, 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 He's so happy. Oh, no. This plan's enough. <laughs> I am displeased. <laughs> I am very pleased. You get a gold star, Bottler. <laughs> Ochi is done asking. Play Pikmin 4. Indigo Sykes. Gaijin wishes everyone in the Northern Hemisphere a happy winter solstice. It all gets brighter from here. Oh no, the sun's coming back. 
evil Lucario. <laughs> it's pretty evil. It's fucking so evil. A raccoon wishing you a Merry Christmas. Adorable. the Your hands. Shinji 16 in Tram would like to remind you that you matter, you are valid, and you deserve to be happy. Apple Gothic worked 160 hours in three weeks, and the union might get upset on making up for two missing co-workers. Angry bird yeah. picture still relevant. Yeah. Man, this song's so good, I'm never gonna stop using it. The Superman. The Hard M. Saraline. Timothy Fister. Gentlemen, may I introduce to you more DACA! <laughs> yeah, they, put in, they, they seemingly added some goofy shit to that new patch. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Cleochrome. Krunglespub. Wow, it was weird that for this week's Chugging Bleach, they watched the live action film again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Hashire Soryo Kazanoyo ni Tsukimihara wo Agaru Agaru Saber but based. No! Now this is proper beard representation. <laughs> <laughs> then the Insomniac hackers got an idea. An awful idea. The Insomniac hackers had a wonderful, awful idea. Nice. Arc Seaside. Finished Lost Belt 6 in Grand Order, and a Neutron Star is one billionth as dense as this lady right here. Podlords, just using their platform to attack white women on the internet. <laughs> Dread it. Run it. Run from it. The plan arrives all the same. <laughs> well, he has so many chin scars. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they didn't need to edit one in, right? You already came with them. It is fucked up when Ashita kicks the shit out of him for like a whole episode, and he's like, "You should have aimed for the head." <laughs> <laughs> After I feel like we're going to Flavor Town, a little bit, a little bit. Zoom out. Is he wearing the shirt? After 100 hours, I fully completed Yakuza Kiwami. I recommend nobody do what I did. Yeah. 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 100%ing a Yakuza game seems nightmarish. Padaru, Padaru. The first time I saw him was after dental surgery. My drugged ass was not ready for the nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing the actor playing Sam Porter Bridges in the Death Stranding movie, it's famous UK actor Kiefer Sutherland. That just That'd looks, be really funny. That just That'd looks like him. I just, funny. It, it's so close. I, I feel like Bob wouldn't be able to... 
This this makes me think of all the really poor photoshops when someone puts like the organization 13 cloak on someone. Uh -huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, why didn't you tell Photoshop to make him happy and turn his head? It's so good at using those AI tools to do that. Yeah. And cool hand, TG. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> to our Timbaland wearing Podlords? Yeah, I guess. Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. Thank you, Podlords. And if you would like to become a Podlord, you can go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash gbpodcast. For as little as $5 a month, you get access to many benefits, such as early access to Chugging Bleach and Pokemon Go to the Movies, our two anime monthly anime review podcasts. You also get extended and cut content from other shows when indeed such things exist to be given to you. You also fund a patron-funded show that comes out once a month, either a public show wherein we review a bad thing, and in that case there is a patron-exclusive commentary track on the Patreon, or a patron exclusive show where we watch a good thing and discuss it, and you get to vote on which good thing we watch from a pool of four. That's patreon.com slash GB podcast. There's also lots and lots of commentary tracks for horrible things like X-Men Origins Wolverine, which you should probably watch because apparently Hugh Jackman's going to be Wolverine for the next 40 years. Well, yeah, until he dies. Like, we don't need to worry about replacing him until then. I just think of all the times Dan has said, hey, hey, Zoomers, did you know that characters used to change actors <laughs> back in the days before 2005 when apparently that became out of style? Anyway, patreon.com slash GV podcast. All we also helps immensely rate us on Thursdays, rate us with a T on your podcasting app of choice or leave a like and a comment on this video on YouTube right now. The algorithm doesn't care what the comment says. Leave whatever. Patreon.com slash GB podcast. Right. It could be anything. Just keep. Keep commenting. It can be more than one. <laughs> okay. So here we got news. Potentially. Uh, actually, we're not starting with news. We're starting with a new segment called Dan Was Right. Let's get these rugrats out of here. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a much. That's an understatement. Jesus Christ, these fucking faces. I thought I got rid of these guys. Welcome to the new segment called Dan Was Right. Uh, really, really right. Apparently, the, the temporal AA stuff, we found a patent from <laughs> Sony that's just like, yeah, it's DLSS. Yeah, this is it. straight up. This is how that works. Here's an image uh, explaining that. Uh, the moral of the story, I should have done as a rant this go about this when I realized it uh, a year ago at most recent. Mm-hmm. So that way I could be ultra smug right now instead of it just being disseminated throughout random streams we were doing where I'm like, I bet the PS5 Pro is going to have temporal AA. So that way these games stop all being hideous. <laughs> so anyway, that, that, that was like the small news of the week. Let's get to the big news. Let's get to the big show. Okay. Uh, we're going to avoid that one for even a second longer. <laughs> We're going to avoid that one for even a second longer. Hey, Agro, let's go to your news. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple of things just wrapping up uh, earlier news stories we covered. Remember last week we talked about that Link's Awakening DX HD on the PC for the BYOB? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's gone. Nintendo turned its burning eye towards it and scorched it from the earth. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> right. It was just on itch.io and then literally every yeah. news site ever. Hey, and included all of the content. 
without it, you even needing the ROM yourself. It's out now. Can't put it back in the bottle. It's true. But just you can like, take uh, it off of itch.io. <laughs> just like another Metroid 2 remake, AM2R. Mm -hmm. Can't get rid of it. That's true. Sunrise, Sunset, Nintendo nukes a fan project. Uh, so, uh, it is now safe to save your game in Baldur's Gate 3 on the Xbox. Woo! Just <laughs> a uh, public service announcement. It is still not recommended that you pause your game and yank the power cord out of your console. That's still not a thing you should do. But in case it happens, your save is probably fine now. Uh, is, is that a feature on Xbox? <laughs> I don't remember Phil being like, yeah, you could just rip the fucker out. <laughs> Clearly, I would know this by now if we used our Xbox more. Right. You see, it would have been a feature if the, if the Xbox had the handle, as it should. Just like it, the GameCube. It should. Yes, it should. It should be on top, and I should feel like I'm carrying around a nuclear canister. <laughs> yeah. Have one of those folding bail handles that machines got machine guns have. It would be Call of Duty coded. Yes. That would that would actually be wicked. And then no matter how strong Sony's console is, you're the only one with that. That's value. So cast your mind back through the horrors. <laughs> both legal and physical of the last several years to 2021. Oh my God, through that many <sighs> horrors. Wow, okay. When the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, which is now called the California Civil Rights Department, uh, brought a lawsuit against Activision for... The, the, this is the one about frat boy culture with the cube crawls and uh -huh. all the gross shit. Well, that one finally wrapped up. Cool. Uh, Activision has been ordered to pay out $54 million. Good enough. 45750000 of which will go towards a settlement fund dedicated to worker compensation. So if you were employed by Activision or contracted by them during this time period, there is now a fund for you to get cash. Cool. Weird thing about it that I read. Um, um, I'm going to quote the article I was reading. As part of the settlement in the 2021 Activision Blizzard lawsuit, the CRD also states that no court or any independent investigation has substantiated any allegations of systemic or widespread sexual harassment at the company. More importantly, the CRD is to amend its complaint to drop the sexual misconduct allegations and will only include gender discrimination claims. So apparently part of their settlement was like, no, no, we all the harassment stuff isn't real. It's just the the regular discrimination stuff, it's which is weird. We'll pay without more of a fight, but you have to make it better yeah. for us PR wise. Which is weird because there are still multiple lawsuits closed and ongoing about the sexual harassment. Right. Well, well Microsoft owns them now, so they're all going to peter out. <laughs> yeah, no, Microsoft bought them and everything's fine now. And in two years, we're going to have to hear somebody say that Microsoft fixed Activision because nobody talks about it anymore. That means it's fixed. Yep. yep those two things are the same. I'm <laughs> sure we, we're not going to have any more news stories uh, about Activision in this roundup because everything was immediately fixed forever. Uh -huh. Children do not go missing in the forest for there is no one left to mourn them. <laughs> God. <laughs> Activision has asked that we stop calling the forest a horrible demon pit that eats children and just a place where people sometimes get lost. 
Look, people get lost in Disneyland and everybody loves Disneyland. <laughs> Why don't people just respect our horrible, I mean, great forest just the same as Disneyland? Uh, um, well, we're just going to move on from that news. Yeah. Uh, in more nerd shit, uh, I would like to note on the earlier thing, the patent specifically, it's... The important things about the patent are that it uh, uses bespoke hardware and outlines exactly how the data is handled for the processors to fill in the blanks, basically, on the pixels. So it is looking a lot more like a real solution to this, which obviously it would if it came up in the specs at all, because FSR is just a compute shader that doesn't have bespoke hardware, that doesn't have ways to do it better. So this so far looks like it will be good, like the deep learning super sampling from NVIDIA, or the Intel solution that someone may have used at some point in time, but I think that requires owning an Intel card in order to do it correctly. So no one has used it except for media outlets and tech YouTubers. Um, both of which are better than the FSR thing from AMD. So all the things that keep showing up in these games and making them look horrible. Moving on from that actual patent though, and I would show you the patent, but would it mean something? Um, <laughs> LG revealed a 4K 32-inch OLED monitor that could do 4K at 240 hertz, so 240 frames per second, or it could do 1080p at 480 hertz. That's a lot of hertz. You know what's really going to hertz? My wallet when they announce the price. Yeah. This is like Dan. Dan's going to go work at Uber job on the side of all the streaming for the death pit and the theme months and all this other stuff. Uh-huh. So he could afford a 480 hertz 1080p OLED monitor. But you'll finally be able to see every frame in... Uh, 30XX? I was going to say, was it Lost Hope? Silent, Silent Hope. Hope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, both of those can run at 480 hertz. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tell us to, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town also can. There you go. So there we go. And, and I will be able to tell you, chat, whether or not anything... Because keep in mind, I haven't even seen 240 hertz. The highest I've seen is 144. Right. So I'll be able to tell you... And be able to talk and actually know what I'm talking about because you constantly see, you can't notice. If motherfucker, you're probably the same person who says you couldn't notice 30 frames per second a decade ago. Right. Which admittedly some people still say. Um, I'll be able to actually tell you whether or not you can fucking see an appreciable difference between 120, 240, and 240 and 480. I honestly have no idea. Because I haven't seen it. And that's how talking about things on the internet should go. Right. Instead of like, oh, I've heard. <laughs> I heard from a guy who himself hadn't seen, but he needed to fill his YouTube video about this. Uh-huh. So we'll see. We'll see. Because it's already crazy enough to have a high refresh rate screen. And then on top of that, it being an OLED, so your pixel transformation time your change time is 0.1 milliseconds instead mm -hmm. of horribly like overshot and whatever. But to then crank that up to 480, I this will probably look unreal in a way that CRTs never even accomplished, which yeah. is exciting. And then I also get to test the claim, the number one claim from tech people right now. At higher frame rates, frame generation looks fine. Uh-huh, sure. Well, we're going to find out when it's what? 480 hertz. 
what the fuck is the point of frame generation at higher frame rates? Uh, because obviously this isn't a way to goose up NVIDIA's benchmarks on their product, on their reviews for their products to convince people to buy these worst GPUs with frame generation turned on for these charts. This thing that has already happened multiple times. No, NVIDIA's engineers told these tech reviewers that it's to take 120 hertz content and upsample that to 240 hertz so that way you can remove the motion blur on TVs. But oh. So why would I want it to go beyond? So this technology uh -huh. is to do something that nobody has ever wanted mm -hmm. and still add input latency. Mm-hmm. But the important thing that you know is that it doesn't add more input latency than there was originally if the developer just didn't optimize at all. They also bring that up every time. But Be what if they did? Oh, well, in order to add this frame generation shit, they have to. They actually have to, inf they have to implement a thing called Reflex Plus, I believe, which does drastically reduce the input latency of games. So the best part of this frame generation stuff that looks like crap coming out has been me going, oh, wow, there's a mode to just make this game feel better, and it still runs fine. Okay, great. The Chris is so thoroughly stupefied right. by the weird maze of mirrors and word wizardry that these tech YouTubers so, have fallen man. into. Man, uh, it, it sure does feel appropriate that the fucking spirit of death has shown up to loom over the entire gaming industry going forward, as we will cover in a little bit, considering that we are now in a wonderful world where they're creating technology that doesn't solve any problems and in some ways makes them worse in order to do a thing to, to, to an end that nobody can explain. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's... There's there needs to be more step skepticism and like and I like to think one of the positive things like genuinely good things we bring to the space is most podcasts out there will just suck off every company uh, because they don't want to cause problems. They are hardly ever hypercritical of these companies and the things they do. So I think that's a positive thing we bring to the space. And though there are people who are plenty skeptical, especially gamers nexus of the tech industry like on PC and, you know, graphics technologies, I see that as sorely lacking in that space. I, in fact, only know one other outlet that was fairly skeptical of frame generation. And their video where they showed it off, they got flack for when you could see they were playing a, a driving simulator, okay? Uh-huh. Or a racing simulator on PC. And the names over the cars was melting in between frames because they couldn't figure it out. Because it's a 2D element in a 3D space. Right. And it's transparent. And they actually got some shit from other outlets for misrepresenting frame generation by showing that frame. Reminder, that happens every other frame. It's half of the video. Right. But they got shit from other tech outlets for showing that. No fair. You changed the outcome by measuring it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I'm glad that we're able to be more critical in these spaces because i really don't i really if there's one thing i've been harmed by time and time again it's people being too positive on products that don't work well please look forward to it's, the unending retro nightmare that is anything we buy <laughs> right. i mean that is that is the um like that's the jump that these technologies have to make and it's where all of them die like juicero this at this fsr and fucking frame gen shit is there's the tech enthusiast 
who is happy if it kind of works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. But normal consumers want it to work 100% of the time and have an actual benefit. Like, that's why the Kinect failed. Right. Is because when something like that fails, the person, the customer better not be able to remember the last time it failed or else they go, okay, this thing doesn't work. Goodbye. Yeah. And that's, what's going to happen with all this FSR shit, except PC master race guys are all lobotomized now. Mm -hmm. So I, I expect a lot of them to be like this frame generation looks great. I'm insane. It's something that the consoles don't have. So it's better. Yeah. I literally hear that multiple <laughs> times. Mm -hmm. Keeping up with tech puts me in the spaces where I have to hear that. It's like, sure, my rig can't do it right, so it looks bad, but it can run on a better PC, so it's clearly the better option. Oh, oh no, they're at the point where they're like, uh, it doesn't have image artifacts. And I'm like, no, that's literally, when you render a thing that isn't supposed to be there, that's an image artifact. Back in the day, we would say your GPU was dying. <laughs> like, if it didn't render the right pixel, that is noise, and that is an artifact. That is not an additional frame. Um, but anyway, we need to move on. Uh, I, I see uh, the sweet in chat pointing out exactly what happened. Yeah, hardware unboxed was called AMD shills because they pointed out the problems with frame generation. A technology AMD is also making. Well, they weren't at that point in time. Oh, uh, yes. It was a few months later when they announced they were also going to make a horrible thing. I don't... Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm always baffled when a technology has literally no upside. Like the only upside this technology provide this frame generation provides to anyone is the marketing department of these GPU companies. Yeah, it FPS number go up. That's yeah, all F that matters. FPS number goes up, and after uh, two decades of PC gamers being trained on FPS number goes up means game run better, eight good. They aren't actually looking at the whole picture. That is, did you know when you use these frame generation technologies, you actually get fewer real frames. <laughs> your frame rate goes down in order to implement the things that generate the fake frames. Mm -hmm. Anyway, let's move on to Bob. Hey, Bob. Hey. I hear you got some Bob news. Um, yes. Al Shaddai essentially the Metatron HD. Whoa. It's, it, it's, it's coming out on the Switch in Japan in April. Okay, April that's, not, that's not here or on the platform it's, I want, but no. this news is still good yeah, to know like, that it still happened. It's progress. Because this thing hit PC a few years ago, and it felt like it just wasn't going to do anything else. <laughs> Come uh, on, do something. But now it's happening, and they're feeding it on Switch. And the, the your Switch they... is going to just be done, but... It'd be funny if it's like, yeah, this runs bad. And I'm like, whatever, the Switch that will run it right probably comes out in a few months. <laughs> right? Um, so that's neat. Hopefully we get that over here in the States, because that game is still really cool. You just need to get past the first, like couple hours yeah yeah i'll have to fucking do that someday <laughs> it sure did trick me into thinking that game was terrible and then it becomes a different game every 30 minutes for the entire rest of its runtime yeah 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 i don't know what they were thinking it's a marvelous experience that no it's one like went a, on <laughs> it, it's like a bizarre opposite seventh chin game where every other seventh chin game has put all the money in the first three hours uh-huh this did the opposite yeah, the opening seems like a real afterthought. Right. And has barely any money and lasts a little too long. Um, Armor Core 6 is getting ranked uh, match PvP, so you, matchmaking for PvP, so you can just go up there and, like... That's sick. Yeah. That's great. Why Wait. am I not playing this? I don't know. It came out, like, yesterday. That's probably why. This They show off this trailer, and I was like, oh, 
And then that reminded me, PC Armored Core 6 has an uncapped frame rate. And that made me Ooh. go, oh. And now this 480 hertz monitor exists. And I'm like, there's literally no way a FromSoft game could run that <laughs> no. frame rate. No. It's probably capped somewhere up at 120 or whatever. But yeah, that PC version being good still vexes me because I own the PS5 version. Yeah. And I, like the thought of redoing what you have to to get up to all the, getting all the parts you would want. Yeah. I'd be fine with it. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's doing the multiple routes. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can, once you know who's lying on what wiki, uh-huh. spoiler, it's Fextra Life, <laughs> about what's necessary to get the other routes, you can optimize it a lot better. And mm-hmm. uh, you should probably be broken levels of powerful by a certain point, but who knows? They balanced it. They did balance it. So who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, those discovery shows that we talked about last week leaving uh, PlayStation. Uh, I guess they reworked the agreement again, so they won't be removed for at least 30 more months. Everything's fine forever. uh Uh-huh. I think that we're in this bizarre Cold War where everybody intrinsically understands when it's pointed out to them at least. The moment this happens, digital sales of media die. Like it's happened a couple times, but when it happens, like when the meter fills up enough, people will lose trust in buying digital video and they will just stop. Right. It's already happened to a certain extent where you already like people, most people pretend the gap like, okay, the movie's on DVD now. It's not on streaming yet, but you can buy it digitally. People pretend like that isn't real. Like that that option doesn't exist is already the general person's idea. Mm-hmm. So reinforcing it seems bad. Yeah. And I feel like we're not that far out until somebody fucks up with uh, with games. It It is worrying. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, for people who are just unfamiliar, that Discovery owns, you know, all the Discovery shows and a number of other things. They also own HBO now, but... I think it was Discovery branded stuff specifically that was disappearing from platforms where you already could own it on PlayStation for at least almost a decade and a half. So, like, you could have bought those shows. You could have bought Mythbusters in 2008. Right. And now it's just disappearing because Discovery wanted to do that. Then people, there was a backlash, and now they're pushing off a grand total of two and a half years. Cool. Great. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully people will forget about it next time, right? That's what they hope. And that's what seems like always happens. Like, you... You, you have to get up to the edge and then yell at the company and then they delay it. Like with the PS3 store shutting down. Like yeah. this is the same thing. Yeah, it was like what happened with the Xbox store shutting down. But but good for Microsoft. They have a spine and said, no, fuck you. And they're shutting it down anyway. So cool. Right. Really based Xbox. <laughs> um, and then my, my good news story this week. Oh, okay. Uh, Aiden is making a Hunter Hunter fighting game. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I had no idea. But hey, that's way cooler than DNF Duel. <laughs> I don't know that yet. I haven't experienced Hunter Hunter. DNF Duel was pretty fun. <laughs> Hunter Hunter I... is deranged, and I'm not sure if it should even be a fighting game. <laughs> yeah, I, there's definitely, like, I'm just imagining it's like... There's more than one character in Hunter Hunter that I can only describe as if he gets a hit on you in this fighting game, it becomes a different game for a little while. Like it has to <laughs> shift into being a different video game. 
Well, you know, I feel like the developers of Castlevania Judgment just might be up to the task. <laughs> oh, man. I cannot wait for Leorio to be the most OP as shit character in this game. <laughs> well, that's it for Bob news. I guess that means we have to move on to Chris news. Hey, Chris, can we start with like a highlight like the, the, the Bob news? Oh yeah, you uh, you, we need to talk about. I don't think it's in here. The the firewall ultra devs shutting down. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to copy that over because once again, I started I started things and it started breaking, and I hate computers. Anyway, uh, yeah, the developer behind Firewall Ultra, which is the first person shooter in VR made by one of Sony's own studios, uh, shutting down now. Uh. Sony was the publisher on that, rather, uh, and uh, they were. This developer was already working on another game. Their name, by the way, First Contact Entertainment, and their PR, their press release about them shutting down has a typo in it, but I'm going to read it anyways. After almost eight years of working with the most amazing team I've ever had the pleasure of being a part of, I'm sad to announce that we will be closing our company, First Contact Entertainment, by the end of the year. The lack of support for virtual reality within the industry has eventually taken its toll. As a AAA virtual reality game developer, we are not able to justify the expenses go needed gouging forward. We are a team of fearless innovators willing to push new technologies to its limits. I am extremely proud of the team and grateful to our investors, our partners, and of course, our community of dedicated and passionate players. It's been a wild ride. Thank you. A reminder, until the Koi Koi game that I bought uh, a month ago, barely... This was the hugest disappointment. This game, Firewall Ultra 2, was the... Or Firewall Ultra, because I think the first one's called Firewall Alpha or something. Anyways, was the biggest disappointment in any VR game I've gotten. Uh, the thing had numerous problems from a playability standpoint. It had no single-player content at all. Uh, it was a real wet fart of a launch, and every single person who played it was like, this is terrible. And it sounds like they barely improved it since. And now the developer's shutting down. So I'm really pissed at Sony. Yeah, I can't believe this Sony is, like, put this out with their name on it. Like, that's insane. Right. And now they're just letting the developer shut down. It's like, what are you doing? You should be funding them fixing the fucking game you published. This is a $40 game. Yeah. So uh, pretty pissed. Pretty pissed. Uh, Sony needs better return policies. They need to go fuck themselves. <laughs> There are a whole list of things I suggest Sony does, and those two top the list right now. Okay, now we can get to the up news that is uh, the Chris news. Hey, Chris, give me the Bob news about uh, Bob. Bobby uh, K. Bobby Kotick is leaving Blizzard on December 29th. Uh, Activision isn't going to have leadership anymore. That's weird. Like yeah. their divisions will now directly report to like the Microsoft guy they're under. That is, so there's no more like uniform hmm. Activision Blizzard guy who is the ch in charge. That is really, really strange and may actually shake things up over there because, as you know, it was always the Activision Blizzard producers coming into Overwatch, coming into the Blizzard end of the company, coming to the smaller companies and forcing them to work on projects that didn't make sense. Right. This is very bizarre. Uh, um, I, can't think. I think Matt Booty now overlooks all that shit, like everything. Well, it's a good thing Matt Booty's really on top of uh, yeah, fostering he, a really good first party offering, and he's so good at managing and studios. Studios, yeah, he's great at it. He Look, definitely guys, wasn't over all the studios as they shut down towards the end of in be, end of seventh gen, beginning of eighth. And he definitely didn't have anything to do with Redfall. 
It is absolutely not fair for you to remember a series of things that happened in the past, correlate them into a reasonable narrative, and use them to predict the future like this. <laughs> I'm That's sorry. That's just that you does... being fanboys. I... Also... That does seem to be a magic spell that people get mad at, yeah. Like, reading this press release from Phil Spencer that was so positive about Bobby Kota was like, you should have said nothing. Oh, he wrote like positive words for Bobby Kotick. Yeah, and be happy with all of this other stuff about him, and was like, "Cool, don't, don't write this." Neat. I know that it is the corporate normal thing to do, but you shouldn't have done it. But he's Bobby Kotick, so don't. Yeah, I can't even feel about good good about this. He just won. Yeah, like, he's yeah, leaving gaming even, so he won't even be here for the for the collapse. No, right? Yeah, he just gets his gold parachute. He literally gets, right? he just got a billion dollars, and he gets to he gets to leave. He's like the best. He's the biggest single success story as a person in, in gaming history now. Yeah, it's true. I mean, he strip mined all of those Thanks, studios Bill. to make them shit out of Call of Duty every year to shoot the price up insanely and then sell to Microsoft. Yep. He implemented so many unsustainable practices just to drive the studio to a point where Microsoft could buy them. Congratulations, you awful son of a bitch. You get to Kissinger. <laughs> Did you so, know that? Did you hear that? That WB is looking, wanting to buy Paramount. Yep. Yeah, I saw that. Should be. I have stopped. a little bit more. I have a little bit more. The FTC has been on a hot streak the past couple months. They've been like kicking the shit out of these companies. They've been trying. Yeah. They've succeeded in a lot of ways. Uh, I can know one where they didn't. <laughs> yeah. But but to be fair, the the judge was literally in Microsoft's pocket, so. <laughs> That tends to no, work against No, we can't say them. that. that, that <laughs> then we're fanboys. Then, yeah, then we're fanboys. We're, we're fanboys if we point out that the judge's son worked for Microsoft and at no point did this come up in the trial and lead to any change in anything ever. I didn't know that. Great. So you're thinking maybe that'll be stopped, the uh, WB Paramount? It... They've not only have they been on a hot streak, they've like passed updated laws. So now the companies can't even say, but we followed your rules. Ooh, woo. Like they updated the rules to make it significantly more stringent. And when they allow this shit to happen. Good. But guys, think of the Cartoon Network Nickelodeon crossovers. Yeah. That why don't you fucking man children already scream that? That would be so poggers. <laughs> that would be great. I want to see Alex Batalia talking about how this would be fucking woke and awesome if we could get a crossover between Dexter's Lab and Rugrats. I want to see uh, all of the people who clapped for how amusing a crossover would be in gaming for cartoons owned by Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. But they just uh, they just knocked in some pharmaceutical companies' heads in to get rid of unfair patents. Um, they've been kicking the shit out of banks recently. Outside of the Microsoft thing, they've been stunningly successful at blocking these these kinds of acquisitions, especially on like the airline front. You know, as you can tell from my tone just now, I am not someone who's at all positive on the merger between Activision Blizzard uh -huh. and uh, Microsoft, but maybe by removing the Activision Blizzard producers and Bobby Kotick and everyone having to directly report to Microsoft and the streamlining that may happen from that. They may accidentally whoopsie their way into actually restoring those studios a little. We will have to no. see. Yeah, I, I, 
it needs to be soon to be believed. Just because oh, of, of how, how every, every other studio they're working with is crumbling. Like, it's hard to imagine anything else. What's wrong with Arcane? Uh, Did something happen oh, and, to them this year? Did Arcane ship a game that was clearly a bad idea, rushed, and then fill? Anyways, look forward to our gaming news of 2023 year-long wrap-up coming up after this. I'm sure Sam and, and K2D is also doing great. Yeah, they're, they're doing great. <laughs> they Another the big phone, FTC that happened uh, this week, I think it happened this week, was them knocking Rite Aid's teeth out. Oh, cool. Rite Aid, Rite Aid bought AI facial recognition software to help them what? identify shoplifters and basically <sighs> harassed thousands of completely innocent shoppers what because of that. Fuck. You don't yeah, shoplift just, with your face, moron. This is just a thing that um the companies keep that that you that pop up every so often where a comp where uh, it was one of those car rental companies has been getting the shit kicked out of it for a couple of years because they'll just randomly decide that someone stole a car and then you have to spend years and years fighting them to prove you did not steal that car. Cool. Which is a pretty good reason to uh, never rent a car. But let's let let's move into some of the other news before the horror block. We're not there already. <laughs> no. Uh, Bloober team is making a game based on a Skybound Entertainment IP. Skybound Entertainment is Robert Kirkman's company. He's the creator of Invincible and The Walking Dead. I think they also own the game franchise Outlast now. Weird. No right. idea what they could be making. I'm sure it'll be great. Bloober team only puts out the best stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 it happened again. Reset the clock. Classified documents have once again been leaked on the war on the war thunder uh, forums. That is why the tank is behind us. It was documents about that tank, which Agro remembers the name of, and I do not. It, it's an M2A2 Bradley. It's not a tank. It is an armored transport vehicle. And not a plane. <laughs> it's definitely not a plane. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. God, like, what is wrong with you? Like, the first couple of times it happens, like, okay, I get it. You're a huge nerd. You're in this competitive nerd space, and you want to prove your cred by knowing your stuff. You cannot at this point entertain the delusion that you're going to get away with this. <laughs> no. They'll be different you know, this time. I really do like that this is just a continuation of the fights the Department of Defense have always had with model companies. Mm -hmm. Like the first, the stealth bomber, the one that's covered in weird angles, so radar bounces off of it. There was a one-to-one -one accurate model you could buy before the U.S. government admitted that plane existed. <laughs> and if you go read, like, I forget what book it was, but you can read, like, you know, like, every six months, the Department of Defense would come search our offices trying to find shit we weren't supposed to have because our <laughs> models were too accurate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because this was back during the Cold War, remember? They were a, lot, a little bit more sensitive to that than they probably right. are now, now that we have no real enemies. You know, that they say until, until China starts some shit and then we fold like a card. Um, <laughs> but there was another War Thunder thing, and we have now run out of news that isn't fucking the nightmares. Well, there's this last thing. That's fine, right? The last thing? I was going to talk about that in 
but the context oh, of okay, okay. horrors. Okay, sure, let's get to it. So, uh, a hacker got into Insomniac shit and stole a terabyte of data. There was lots and lots and lots of shit in it. So if you don't want to hear any of it, you better check out now. Because uh-huh. while we aren't going over every single thing, we're going to cover some of it. I'm going to go uh, this ahead included update this, this text here to say Insomniac Leak News. This includes the entire cast of Wolverine, gameplay footage of Wolverine, entire do- in- internal documents about Wolverine. Uh, it also seemingly included the alpha build, which people have already gotten working on Xbox Series dev modes. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Sony's going to like put out like an Al Jazeera execution video of these hackers. Like, it's going to be rough. They're going to have them extra legally killed. See footage of people running the fucking Wolverine pre alpha <laughs> on a fucking Xbox. Jesus Christ. Anyway, cast a Wolverine. Nothing, not, not going to go through all of it. Um, Omega Red's in the game. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, that's sick. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that topped our list of things we wanted in this game. Yes. Deborah Wilson in this is in this game because seemingly she just has to be in every game now. I like Deborah Wilson, but you know you could you could make it so I don't immediately see her and go, hey, that's that's Deborah Wilson. Deborah Wilson being uh the mentor character in in Jedi. Oh, oh that and actor. she's also in Forspoken. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, 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 her, yeah. And she's also uh, Amanda Waller in Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Yeah, because yeah. she's in everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she is in this. I, I actually did not recognize the name of her character in this, so they might be uh, someone I've never heard of. And here's why I went into the Podlord channel on the on the podcast Discord and asked Podlords to not include data from the leak in their Podlords. Troy Baker's Mr. Sinister. And he's been with us the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> not not only is he voicing Mr. Sinister, this is also facial capture, so Mr. Sinister will just look like Troy Baker. Which yeah, is, like he always has. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm glad I don't yet have contacts for Mr. Sinister, so this will be fun. Oh, this is going to be this good. This will be fun. He might even have a plan. <laughs> yes. Mr. Sinister is the most I have bizarre plans of the X-Men villains, I think. Yes. That's awesome. Good. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Sinister looks wild and also there's been so much so many bizarre things. They've made up so many weird things. Like originally he was supposed to be like an illusion that a evil child was projecting out into the world. That's why his name was Mr. Sinister, because it was supposed to be like a stupid name a child would pick. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they did, never actually did that. They just admitted later, one of the, I think Chris Claremont admitted the, the biggest X-Man in Mitre at the time was like, yeah, I decided not to go in that direction. <laughs> then, there was, then there was a weird period where he was invincible, except from Cyclops' eye beams. That was the only thing that could hurt him. I mean... I feel like those should be a hurt anything, so that checks out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we got this game is going to have two protagonists that came out in this leak. Oh, that I don't uh, know. There will the other protagonist will be Jean Grey. So and 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 the gameplay footage has like her using her psychic powers to throw guys around. So it's not going to be like a Mary Jane situation. Oh, she seems to be like a fully fleshed out character. 
Huh. So they jumped me early with the X-Men game. Yeah. Good. Crazy. Thank you. Um, here's something Dan will be unhappy about. The person playing Wolverine, mm -hmm. Dan and Bob both have experience with them. Oh, no. Don't say no. Don't say it's Deke. It is not it is not <laughs> Sam Whitworth. That would be really funny. It is it is um Marcus Phoenix's son. Oh, oh, it's JD? Yeah, I don't really Yeah. What? Yeah, I don't know anything yeah. else about him other than that Liam... one. Liam Liam McIntyre, I think, is his name, the Australian actor. <laughs> That's all right. Okay. All right. So, so okay. not Steve Bloom. Not Steve. Not Bloom. Steve Bloom. Not somehow Hugh Jackman. Huh. Huh. All right. Uh, I gotta get this out get... here, otherwise it will never be said on Big Think Bob. Somebody in chat said it. I had to go double check it because I didn't believe it. Deborah Wilson uh -huh. shows up in all these games. I never connected her in-game appearance with that was the lady on Mad TV back in the late 90s and early aughts. And I'm losing my mind right now as I deal with that. No, that's not all right. That is a lot to cope with. <laughs> that is a lot to cope with. Um, there does seem to be some open world elements to the game from that footage, but descriptions of characters implied that there will be like multiple maps like it won't be one huge area you're in the whole game like it will be smaller areas you travel between okay so maybe i'm like the god of war uh we're i'm gonna get into the i'm gonna move on to the their release schedule uh, i will say all those leaks about wolverine being 2024 were wrong that's 2026 microsoft wrong again are we are we sure that the information that says that is recent? Because this this leak has information dating back to I think 2020. 2020. But this leak has their entire release schedule up till 2032. Jesus. And there's no reason to believe it's it's coming out sooner. Anything's coming out sooner than this. Like this seems like a fairly at recent schedule. Man, and they they showed off at Wolverine. They announced Wolverine in 2021, I think. God. With, oh my god, wow! With just the claw coming out, and mm -hmm. if you look at the footage, it's it, it's pre-alpha for sure. Like nothing is done. Hmm. Which is to say, it looks like a mostly done PS4 game, which is not how it is allowed to look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean there's stuff like here's here's the climbing animations on the wall of grid. Yeah, that no, has I've, no texture or model. I've, I've watched the footage. It is clearly a game that is being competently made that is nowhere near done but mm -hmm. 2026 yeah. is still like that's th almost three full years out yeah, that's crazy because i don't think it's launching in the last 10 days of 2026 so it's not a full three years good lord though it th they had like a little scale like how late in the year it's supposed to come out and that one was real close to the end so i would say probably end of Pro october early november, november. Yeah. yeah insomniac do like anyway that time here's slot. here's here's insomniac's schedule until 2032 spoilers 2025 venom okay we did nope. it we did it they <laughs> did not make the wrong decision which is making a fucking silk game they made the correct decision of making a uh of making a venom game i wonder if the, those spy that's they will be doing spider-man 2 dlc that's like introduces like their version of eddie brock because i can't see it being harry yeah yeah it'd be weird 
it's Otto Octavius taking control of Harry's body. <laughs> oh my I'd god, also Bob, take that. do you cool. realize what that means? Now we really have to watch the Venom movies. Yes. God damn it. And then I'm going to be playing the game and have the Eminem song stuck in my head. Uh, 2026, Wolverine. 2028, Spider-Man 3. 2029, Ratchet and Clank. So we're going to be, it's going to be eight years between Ratchet and Clank games. Man. That's even longer than 2000, the, the remake to Rift Apart. I'm, a, I'm surprised Ratchet is even on here. I'm glad that he is, but it I, is I guess his role is launch title because that would put it at the exact same spot relative to the PS6 launch that Ratchet and Clank of Rift Apart is to the PS5 launch. That's insane. That is absolutely yeah. insane. What in the fuck? Um, 2030 X-Men. Great. And, and there's the implication that they want to do a X-Men trilogy like Spider-Man. Like they want to do an X-Men trilogy where you play as all these different characters building up to Apocalypse being the villain. Can we can we just all admit it was a fucking dickish move for them to not have Beast walk out at the end of <laughs> Spider-Man 1, Miles Morales, or 2, in order to make me personally look like an asshole? Like, they clearly are doing the X-Men games. Yeah, they, they just didn't want to show their hand. We don't need Blue Frasier. We don't need more instances of Blue Frasier. Look, it doesn't need to look like Frasier. It needs to act like Frasier, but... <laughs> This is it important. It doesn't need to look like him. The important thing is getting beast out at the end of the game because that's buggers. And and also they promised some kind of new IP in the 2030 range. Who the fuck knows what that is? Man. So what that's... I'm seeing, okay, just just glancing past Wolverine, is that the PS6 with Spider-Man 3, Ratchet and & Clank, and X-Men has a pretty good lineup. <laughs> I, problem, <laughs> I have the PS5 right now. <laughs> I, I like that those leaks about multiverse spider or spider-verse happening is a game from them are seemingly a fake. Like that's Thank not on here. There's... No, those seemingly were real and it was canceled. Good. Oh. The plan was seemingly to it was supposed to not be like Spider-Man 2 or 3. It was supposed to be their version of GTA online. Ugh. Yeah, I have no idea what form it was supposed to take, but that's what I heard. Man, I wonder how and much they development decided... time was ruined on yet another live service multiplayer game in a Sony studio. Yeah, I wonder why Wolverine moves from 2023 to 2026. Oh, well. Uh, also included in the Insomniac leak was a bunch of Sony internals. Okay. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West has lower sales than Horizon Zero Dawn and probably always will because it was put on PS Plus fucky wucky tier. It completely flatlined that game's sales like stone fucking dead. Have they have saw? a chart. They yeah. have a chart. I put it in that channel if they, in, in the channel if Dan sure. wants to grab it and show people. Corpsed. They, they need something to test their theory, which was an obvious theory. The, like, <laughs> the question is, can I show this? Or will you, you Sony go full Nintendo? Hmm. I I don't know how this is working out for other people. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I feel like we could just say that the chart that flatlines. No, people cool. believe that. Check this out. I have this program. It's called Paint. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna take one line. Oh, white on white. Good choice. Anyways, and then it does this, and then we have. We have, at this point, 
where that went. And then we have activations. And that goes like this. Okay, great. This is a beautiful image. This articulates it perfectly without me getting uh, Sony. <laughs> yes, please save that as untitled.jpg. Future Dan will be surprised what the hell that image is. So anyways, it looks something like this. That is actually really accurate to how this looks. Let me size that up yes, for y'all. Um, basically, Forbidden West was tracking higher than Zero Dawn, which makes sense. More people can play it. It's a bigger franchise now. Then it got added to PS Plus, and then Zero Dawn overtook it. By this point in Zero Dawn's lifespan, it had sold around 11 million copies. Yeah, and they're still... Uh, Forbidden at West has been at eight for almost a full year. Yeah. Uh, Basically, that... since they added it, it, it died. And lots of and like four million people played it on PS Plus, but nobody bought it. Nobody like it completely becomes a fucking horizontal plane. So breaking down the code, the blue is actual sales. The red is how many activations there are. So the moment it went on PlayStation Plus, you can see that goes way above. Gray is Horizon Zero Dawn and what the tail on that thing sales were. So you can see the exact moment that the blue flattens out. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that is, that is rough. That is really rough. Hey, proving that thing everyone has said. And... And here's the weird yeah, part. Even the, we can state gravity even, exists, and you can't even say we're fanboys anymore. We have internal documents <laughs> that show yeah, there's even exactly discussions like there's even discussions like if we want to put the shit on these servers. There's literally a document where it says we're not that worried about Xbox anymore. They clearly can't be making any money from Game Pass. Yeah, no shit. Like you can't develop mm -hmm. your own games and then put them day one on this and make money. You cannot. It is not possible. I yeah. mean, we've literally it's been like, saying that the whole time. That's they literally like we we need at least two full years before our first party games go on to this service, or we're leaving money on the table. So even two, even a year and a half out, isn't mm -hmm. enough time for it to just not eat what remaining sales you can get. Yeah, it was interesting. There was a reference to Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart going on PlayStation Plus, and them wanting to have what they called booster content available at time for that. So that way they could monetize it a little bit more, but because of all the teams being shifted to Spider-Man two, they didn't have that ready in time. That's so sad. Cause I would love to buy DLC for Ratchet and Clank. Same. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I assume we're getting, I assume we're getting maybe like a, a, a little thing like Valhalla for Ratchet and Clank. That'd be nice. I mean, wet the beak a little for the next five years. We have to wait for another ratchet game. I mean, I've been saying it the whole time. Just give me arena content, right? Um, there was there was a, again one terabyte of data. There's a lot of shit in this leak. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Um, we found out sales for a lot of games. That's pretty interesting. Most of them are pretty standard, except we finally know how much Bloodborne sold because they never really gassed that one up. Like they they didn't do the Sony. It's it, it sold seven point five million, which is pretty fucking good. Yeah, that's really fucking good because you know that game didn't cost an insane amount of money. No, uh, uh, that that's a million more in sales than Halo Five got. Hey, that's not even before the giant downturn. That's 
And the oh funniest thing, the 7.5 million, this document's old enough where that's before Elden Ring comes out and it could have gotten another buff. Yeah, so where's yeah. your where's the fucking patch, Sony? Where's the fucking upgrade, Sony? What Come the fuck? You know who I would have preferred a giant leak from? Blue Point. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? I just need to know. Man, uh, also, so... that was double upsetting for me because I was really pissed that Microsoft isn't doing better by Halo. Yeah. Like, it only do six mil? Really? Really? So we also got, uh, th this was not part of this leak, but I'm going to talk about it now because I think it is relevant for the, what we're about to go into. Mm -hmm. Sony has sold 50 million PS5s. That is one to one with last gen. December 2016, they were like, we've sold 50 million. Three years in, and now this time, three years okay. in, we've sold 50 million. I have questions. This 50 million is from a statement they made recently? or it, from... Is from, it is from an article recently, yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, conclude, that included some data for Microsoft and Nintendo also. Okay. Oh, and for the record, Sony sales are up like 22% year over year. So they right. sold 20, so like 22%. It's still the positive upward trend that you normally expect from a console. It's just the it's PS4. Just identical to the PS4's upward trend. Like it's identical. Xbox sales are down 15% from last year, moving 7.6 million units. Microsoft has moved 22.5 million PS5s this year. Series consoles, you mean? Yeah, series consoles. Both both Xboxes. That's 7.6 a 15% decline year over year. It's year three, guys. It's year three. Like, no wonder that so many places are like Series X 350. <sighs> yeah, I mean... Siri, series S 200, Series S 150. They, like, you can't sell Game Pass if they people don't have the box it's on. I mean, yeah, but the problem is they won't get the box it's on without the content. Like, it's like everyone always says, content is king, right? Mm -hmm. You know what you're buying a PS5 for? You're probably buying it for Spider-Man. What the fuck are you buying an Xbox for right now? The Forza game that didn't have the fucking dignity to actually promote? That doesn't have fucking music? That doesn't have fucking music because you cheaped out and didn't want to pay for licensing? Starfield, the game literally no one seems to even like. Starfield should have been it if something was it, but this ain't it. Yeah. Yeah, the, down, down the year they released Starfield. Yeah. Yup. Like, what the fuck is left? So about that what interview... What can save them? <laughs> that interview that Bill Spencer does after, you know, after Redfall comes out, right as he's throwing the entire studio under the bus, uh -huh. where he goes, we can't win. That, I guess he was right. Yeah, no, they're, like, it's, they're done. I still think they can win, but not with any of the shit they're doing. They need to make high-profile no. important games. If they made a Fable correctly and it was out by now, it would have been saved. Yeah, but th but that's not they can win if they if they started three years ago they could maybe be winning. Right, but I've been listening to this shit for three years. <laughs> well, yeah, it's all been lies. They haven't made any progress towards anything. It's just it's so frustrating. They could have had the like they could have made they could have pivoted away from Halo Infinite, started developing a new single player focused Halo, and promoted that, and that would have given the console promise. Right now, Halo fans have no reason to believe in this console. They could have done any number of things. 
Forza Motorsport could have had a number at the end, thus to prove it's a real fucking Forza and not some horrible infinite game nightmare. Like, there are so many ways they could have done this better, and instead they just didn't try fully on all of it. How much of that is fueled by, like, not having the money because of Game Pass? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, they sit there and then they, it feels like they reverse engineer, well, we're not going to make money, so we're not going to spend anywhere near as much as anyone else. And it's like, you can't do that. You're the console owner. Mm-hmm. You're the platform holder. Do you think Nintendo only spends as much money on their games as the people on the Switch other than them? Like, fuck no. You know they're spending way more. You know Nintendo is spending a lot of money making a Mario Odyssey. Right. Uh, Switch is down 18% from last year, but it's been out seven years. And also that even being down 18%, that's still 16.4 million. One moment. What was the Xbox number? (laughs) Xbox sold 22.5 million in three years. Nintendo sold 16 point what in one? No, 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 no. That that 22.5 is Sony's PS5 sales for this year. Oh. Oh. Yeah, you, you missaid that earlier. Yes. You oh, I'm sorry. Missed. Sony has sold... Sony's sales are up 22%. They have sold 22.5 million PS5s in this year. Okay. Xboxes are down 7... Are down 15%. They have sold 6.6 million units. 6. 7.6, right? Yeah, 7.6 million this year in 2023. And you just said the Switch sold how many? 16.4. So yes, over the, the PS5 has sold almost three times as much as the Xbox this year, and the Switch has sold over double what Xbox sold this year. So about why we all, as an industry, should probably wake the fuck up and go, there's a reason Xbox is a distant third, because this doesn't just happen. No. That's deranged. I, I'm trying to think if there's ever been this distant of a third before. Nintendo during the GameCube? I don't know if that was that distant. I mean, the problem... No, I mean, I, well, yeah, the problem is if, if you compare all three again, this is the furthest back anybody's ever been. Like, yeah, the mm-hmm. PS2 was way fucking ahead. Ahead, but... And the Xbox was ahead of the GameCube, but not by this much. Right. Yeah, and I that don't... was And that was at the end of the gen or in the middle of this gen. Sony is like... Sony said, we expect to sell more PS5's lifetime than we sold PS4's. Which makes sense if they're going to... Redu- like, here's the thing, and I want to... I This is the core argument I want to have right now, the core discussion. If they're selling one-to-one with the PS4, and it is $100 more than the PS4 was at launch, and now $200 more than it was by this point in its life, uh-huh. there is clearly more demand for the PS5 than the PS4. Basic economics teaches us that. So it makes sense then to Sony, at least, that if they continue to reduce the price from here, they're going to sell more than they sold PS4s. Like, I think it's a pretty easy thing to point at the PS5 and go, that's a much better gaming experience than the PS4. Mm -hmm. Like already, because not only do you have the back compat to have a giant catalog, it is a much better experience in that you don't spend forever installing games now and updating games. You load everything faster and everything runs well. It's a good system with innovative things. I, I, I'm excited to see the next few years and see if that holds true or if it's just literally this is an inbuilt audience that always buys one year in, two years in, three years in. <laughs> and the price change didn't fucking matter, which, which means Sony's right to not lower the price. 
I'm curious what you two think. What do you I, think? I I think we are at or near the point where on consoles, PC is different. It's more democratic. There's all these different part manufacturers. It's much more popular in areas of the world where consoles are less popular. This is just consoles. I think we might be at like, yeah, until the population increases, this is as many people as play games on console. And that's going to be a rude fucking awakening for all these companies that seem to be acting under the impression that it, the line will go up forever. Um, Oops, the finite boundaries like, of a physical <laughs> universe. <laughs> there it is. Uh, and the thing that makes me think this is Honkai Star Rail doing real well. Genshin Impact not doing as well since Honkai Star Rail launched on PS on, on consoles. So they they split their own audience between these two games. It didn't it didn't create an equal amount of people spawned from the ether to spend an equal amount of money on this new thing. It's almost like people have as much money as they have. And as much time as they have, which is why the whole game live service game industry seemingly imploded this year as all of the ones that were in development imploded, except for uh, Concord, please look forward to whatever that, and <laughs> there's no way we're ever going to hear about Concord ever again. I mean, you're going to hear it in the year-round roundup for news for 2023 in like 20 minutes. <laughs> so, so we, we might be entering, we might be, it's deeply pathetic that this might happen. The AAA crash might happen just because the companies go, Wait, there's only so many people and we actually have to compete for them? Yeah, I mean, companies have lost the ability to meaningfully, meaningfully compete with each other. No, the Xbox price drops for the holiday season are limited time sales. They will not lower the price of the Xbox. No, of course not. Yeah, we're, we're coming to a point in, in this industry and several others, which is interconnected into this point, that... Trying to predict trends and strategies far into the future comes up against we're getting pretty late into capitalism itself here. So large scale contractions are going to start taking places in, in industries and reshaping basically the way our economy functions, if mm -hmm. it still does that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah when, I, when I, we hit I actually, like maximum saturation like oh what do we do now i don't know uh, ask me if we still have a government at that point like i've been doing reading this week about bub different bubbles in different industries and it's just like it, it's clear as day if you look at the symptoms and then look at gaming it's a gaming bubble it's gonna burst pretty soon market's gonna contract a lot mm. of people are gonna lose everything yeah, like a lot of these great super games that are coming out, I'm looking at is, wow, we shouldn't have made these. I'm glad they got made, and I'm going to look back on them as amazing, beautiful things right before everything that produced them burned to the ground. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's weird that we've had multiple times this year that we looked at, I feel like, in, in the last few years, where we've looked at the larger, more important publishers in the West, and they've just turned out a thing where you go, there was no world where that was going to make all of its money back. Like Immortals of Avia. Yeah. Like, that's a really good example yeah. of, dude, this, Immortals, this is too much and with, money. With, and with the data, what, what data we're about to go into, we can make rough estimates for how much Immortals of Avium probably cost. Can you imagine? Can you imagine it cost anywhere near as much as the Sony shit? It can't, right? It, it's it's like it's like 15 hours long and has all this side content you didn't do and is a next-gen exclusive game 
Like that was EA's big AAA original IP for this year. Yeah. And I don't know why. It was probably why. comparable. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was probably over $200 million. <laughs> hey, Bob, do you think anyone should spend over $200 million making a Mortals of Avium? No, I think if I did that, I would walk into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prevent you from doing more harm. Right. That's honorable of you, actually. <laughs> I. That seems irrational. It is. Would you say that's a rational exuberance? I would. Weird. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, it feels like there's nothing in that game. Yeah, I it mean, feels like empty hallways we walk through. It's really pretty skyboxes and mocap live action cutscenes, and you know those cost a lot. Yeah. Ah, uh, let's get into it. What? Now let's get into it. He, these are this is from 2020, so some of these are projections. Okay. And but I am going to now say various games, how much they cost, and the break-even point that Insomniac that, that is in this document that Insomniac says how many sales they needed to break even. Miles Morales. Okay. Budget of 156 million dollars. Which is holy shit. They needed three three million to break even. That's not too bad. Spider Man One remastered with fucked up face. Yeah, thirty nine million dollars budget. One million to break even. Uh, real quick to anyone who's not paying attention, who's asleep at the podcast wheel. Uh huh. That is not Spider Man One. No. That is the process of turning it into a PS Five game. Cost. $40 million? Yeah, what? $39 million. That seems insane. How did that get greenlit? <laughs> so well, they had to add in ray tracing. They had to modify yeah, they, basically the... every cutscene to, to, to insert the new face. Right. No, I understand how it ended up taking that much money. How did they end up greenlighting green light that? that? That seems just stupid. Like a huge mm -hmm. waste of resources. Rift Apart. Budget of $81 million. Shockingly low. Yeah, only that double is, to uh, what it took to remaster a game they shouldn't have remastered. Or put another way, that is almost half. It's slightly over half of the cost of Miles Morales. And that game is so uh, much more incredible than Miles Morales. Yeah, it's almost like one of these is a real open world. And that balloons the, the fucking cost insanely. Mm. Uh, break even point, break even point of $2 million. And I believe data has come out since that I think uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has sold like 2.8. Yes. Which I think is pretty good for a more niche title that's only on PS5. Yeah, it says uh, somebody in chat saying it hit 2.7 million in February of last year. So it's doing pretty well. Oh, so it's pretty good. Okay. Spider-Man 2. $315 million as the budget. I just want to... more than double Miles Morales. Even with making two games like this prior and being able to bring all those assets and all those systems and all those animations over, which they did, you can see them in yeah. Spider-Man 2. $315 million. So... <laughs> I need to, I need, 
I really need to know, how much did God of War Ragnarok cost? Right? I want to know that real bad. How much of this cost is introduced by Insomniac doing their open world stuff? Because God of War Ragnarok is an open world, but it's a lot more constrained in how alive it is. Right. It's not a simulation like these cities are. It's just... Right large hallways with lots of things in them and i yet again wish to know how much days gone cost (laughs) there was a report earlier this year that it was 200 million for ragnarok wow yeah and that still has a bunch of the like bespoke specially made boss fights and stuff that this has but it's missing the open world which adds that 150 million dollars i guess and we have someone in chat saying apparently on the record ghost of tsushima costs 60 mil 60 that's ghost of tsushima yeah yeah which makes sense yeah that game did look less 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 like billions and billions of dollars into the assets and it has less of the bespoke content and the less open world like simulation like there aren't a lot of cities Mm -hmm. that are populated and when they are there's not npcs there's not yeah that makes sense (sighs) yeah that game sold pretty well too yeah, it sold like 12 million, I think, so far. Million. Yeah, 12 million. Okay. It sounded sound like billion. <laughs> it's like, whoa. So, so, I wish. So goes to Tsushima to reset the entire world. The industry grew to fit this one game. No wonder Rise of the Ronin is happening. Why isn't they all making Japanese? <laughs> I bought four copies. How many did you buy? 17. <laughs> anyway, uh, 3.35. 315 million, according to Insomniac, their break even is 5.5 million sales to get in the black. That's insane. Like, we haven't hit that yet, I don't think. No, of course not. That's that's crazy. So, the question is, how many of those sales do they anticipate? Like, you can't just multiply what the launch price is against that number, right? right? Because the sales come as the years go. So, the question is, did they account for that? Mm. Yeah. Like, it, how soon and, do we need to get this 5.5 million to break early, even? Uh, I'm I'm skipping to the net to the last one. I'm I'm going in the okay. order they intend to they intend to be released. Wolverine. Uh huh. Three hundred and five million. <sighs> With a five million break five million to break even. Okay, we got to talk. You made a game, Spider-Man 2, that is the third game in a series taking place in the same city and reused a lot of things. Now, keep in mind, I know it's much higher fidelity, everything. But doing that, the third game with these mechanics and things that you have refined and proved, whatever, that's not the point. You spent more money than the completely new from the ground up Wolverine game. Yeah. I I assume it's as simple as like, we have to make more of the open world for Spider-Man because he swings around. It can go to any verticality and can see anything from any angle. And Wolverine isn't going to have the ability to do that. It's still it's like it seems so crazy. There really is that diminishing returns thing of like, how much more does it cost to make the assets look this much better when we zip by that is, so fast anyway? That is something that Insomniac devs say in some of these internal slides where it's like, this costs a hundred million dollars more than this. Did any player even notice? Yeah, a lot of like that if game. you if you had told if you had told me after I cleared Spider Man two that game cost three hundred fifteen million dollars, I would have said fuck you how. 
if you told me that game cost twice as much as Miles Morales, I would struggle to believe that. Yeah, because that Miles also does a lot of cool set piece stuff and unique things. And amazing looking cutscenes. Right? I Yeah. And then most of the time you're playing it. It doesn't like I I'd say this in the review too of like I thought it would look better. Like it doesn't nothing in there was blowing me away in the regular. Well, game. Bob <laughs> on the PS5 Pro. <laughs> <laughs> like it, and it that's fine. Like it didn't need to look better. It obviously could have looked worse. It could have looked the same level as Miles Morales, because that's kind of how I perceived it. Like, yeah, these are the same animations and stuff. It's cool they have these new attacks. Yeah, I mean it looks better, but like in a way that seemed less on a content author is authoring side and more on a like the tech mm-hmm. side. And I guess those two are so hand in hand. It's whatever. How much like like I always hear the point brought up like, oh, game development's gonna get so much easier when ray tracing is the standard <laughs> for lighting. How much could that possibly reduce out of a three hundred and fifteen million dollar budget? Yeah. And we I see d- that it didn't reduce much because that game is only ray traced. Yeah, that's true. Not every part of it's ray traced, but it does have only a ray trace mode. So in theory, some part of it was easier to make. Yeah, they saved money by doing that. Allegedly. Allegedly. It's probably ray trace shadows, though, which obviously those aren't authored per se as much as they are. But, you know, that, 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 uh, what was it? The Digital Foundry thing where they do an interview with the tech guy over at Insomniac. They go into, yeah, we're still pre baking like 16 different times of day and then doing transitionary things and i'm like wow that's that's a that's a shitload of work yeah it is. that is a shitload of work 315 million dollars and wolverine's 10 million less yeah now i so need nice. again i i need people to keep this in mind we just talked about how the ps4 and ps5 are one-to-one in sales like as time progresses ps4 kicked the shit out of the ps3 right mm-hmm. yeah like part of the reason game budgets could Sony's game budgets could inflate so much, which they weren't this inflated at the start of the gin. Like Killzone Sun didn't Sh- have Killzone Shadowfall does not have you know <laughs> Horizon money. Yeah, even even like Uncharted Four was like forty million. I think it came out. It was like yeah. something ludicrously small compared to these modern games. So when I'm about to say when I say the budget that they have for Spider Man Three. Keep in mind that they're gonna, there's no reason to believe they will have a larger potential consumer pool <laughs> than they had for Spider-Man 1. Sp- it, Spider-Man 3's budget is, is $385 million. Maybe they're taking into account a prospective economy collapse where the value of the dollar plummets. <laughs> so you're telling me Spider-Man um, 3 will thus cost... Two hundred dollars. <laughs> uh, there, there. I, th- I think there was some stuff in some of this data that leaked. Where it's like maybe we go up to eighty. No way. Whoa. No way. Like, like as a floating it thing. Like, th- well, because there's stuff where it's basically them scrambling to try and find a way to make this make sense. It just like, doesn't. even internally, these companies are realizing that the Grim Reaper is at their fucking door but they can't pull back because that they don't know what to do other than that. Could we release multiple games on the same scale as Ratchet and Clank? That's impossible. Could we release multiple games on the same scale as seemingly Miles Morales? Yeah. No. Oh, why not? No. Why not? <laughs> I assume that's Venom. 
I assume dude, that, that I, is Venom. I don't know Venom anymore. Is not on these, this. these schedule, these budgets are polluting so hard that I'm like, I, I mean, Venom's gonna cost more than Miles Morales for certain. They at least How much made more? it fully playable already, so that's something. But obviously, they flesh that out more to make a full game. That's yeah, so it's nuts. like this is the and the the fact that we now know this is happening to Sony, the company I think all of us thought had this under the most control. Uh-huh. And has the the, the well, cheat code of not having to pay their rent. Right. <laughs> they don't have to pay a percentage of the sale price. They're the platform holder, so they just paid the Spider-Man tax. <laughs> like I, I Rockstar will have to pay the Sony tax. If if GTA if the rumors of GTA 6's budget actually being a billion dollars are real, I need you guys to understand that means they need to sell 20 million copies to break even. And yet they could. Yeah, they, they, they're, they're gonna, gonna, they're gonna. do it. Here, they, here's the thing. Ugh. GTA 6 will make money. There's no way it won't. But I think they're going to reach the end and be like, that made exactly as much money as GTA 5. Exactly. Why did we spend over five times as much developing it? I mean, the funny thing is, I bet it won't make as much as GTA 5 immediately because GTA 5 came out at the end of the PS3 and then got the P. Well, then again. I went back yeah, and checked like, sales in the first in the first quarter it was out. It still sold 32 million, so it's still gonna break even real fast. Yeah, but, I, but and then the endless get, money pit that the GTA Online didn't even launch till like six months later. Right. So. It, my thing is, I'm trying to weigh how many people have a PS5 next. Wait, no, two years from now, versus how many people had a seventh gen console in 2013 oh, when that uh, game don't, came out. Don't worry if it, if it can, if it keeps holding to the the one to one ratio. When GTA 6 comes out, there will be 90 million PS5s in consumer hands. Yeah, they'll do fine. Yeah. They got this. No yeah, but again, they're the ones that are it's, safe. It's, not, it's, it's everyone else. I mean, <laughs> yeah. again, they're safe, but I think they're going to look and be like, what did we get from spending five times as much making this? Seemingly nothing. We got no financial boost at all. I think it's everyone else that's a concern. Um, because... Yeah, because I feel like they might they might understand that their place in the industry is to do that. Right. They're the only ones higher than Sony. Right. Like, Sony gets to do it because Sony doesn't have to pay a Sony tax. Um, they When they invest in the games, they're investing in the platform, a concept I wish Microsoft understood. Rockstar is the only people above them who gets to spend more money than God and be fine. No one. Literally no one else holds that position. Right. I, uh, I, you know, we've heard leaks about how much other games cost and how it is these numbers in some cases. And that's absolutely insane. That's harrowing. I don't understand how the larger industry can commit prices anywhere near this and feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. I need the sheet of this for like EA. Yeah. Oh yeah. How much did Star Jedi Survivor cost? How much did this for EA cost? (laughs) I need it for Ubisoft. I need it for Capcom and Square Enix. Yeah, no. I just, just for comparison, I would love to know how much like Resident Evil 4 Remake cost. I am positive Resident Evil 4 Remake and Street Fighter 6 cost radically less than probably every. Yeah, I can't. No I, shit. Right. Like, I can't imagine those not being like, hey, guys, which would you rather spend $156 million on, Miles Morales or Street Fighter 6? See, and again, not to, not to go backwards, I'm just sitting here thinking of, well, 
how do how do how does Resident Evil 4 remake and like this this Final Fantasy 7 rebirth like how does it look notably different to me from my eyes hmm. from these big expensive Sony things and big expensive like other western things it's like though the the Japanese ones look better cuz they run in a higher native resolution when you have this temporal AA squashing, it doesn't matter how much time you spend modeling that dude's pores. It's getting <laughs> obliterated by FSR. So you're, you spent more to look worse. But in the case of Sony's thing, starting next year on the high end version, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> but yeah, so like 2028, let, let, let's assume they have 130 million PS5s by then. Which would which would be slightly higher than the PS4, I think. Okay. They release they release Spider Man. Is it going to make Spider Man three? Is it going to make more money than Spider Man two? No, probably not. Is it going like, to make it's more not gonna money get... than Spider Man two? No, probably not. Is my is my stance like it's going to sell about the same? I bet it'll sell more. We always see that with consoles. Like later in but, life, you have more but consoles they, out. They usually don't actually sell more. They sell more initially. Because more people have the platform, but then sales slow down more quickly. We saw that if you compare Breath of the Wild sales to Tears of the Kingdom sales. Tears of the Kingdom sales since launch have been much, much lower than Breath of the Wilds, but Tears of the Kingdom sold 22 million fucking copies instantly. Well, this with Spider-Man's launch time, it, it might launch, it'll probably launch cross-gen. I mean, yeah, Spider-Man so 3 be, apparently is a 2028 game, and if Sony sticks to their current roadmap, that's when the PS6 comes out. Right, so we get the buff of being a game for a brand new console, and that will carry them as yeah. well as to just having all those people already own it for and, the PS4. And, uh, and, here's, here's, yeah. and, and here's the thing. This is their projected budget. It could very easily be more. It could. I, I just don't think, like, with this one... Now that we have the one-to-one ratio like i don't think it'll sell more lifetime than spider-man 2 i think they're just going to sit here wondering why did we spend more money on it it sold exactly as much as the last one that cost less like that now that 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 is that is now the challenge that these companies have to contend with like you can't the line has stopped going up we have reached diseconomy of scale it's here the literal, literally, the finite boundaries of physical universe are here. This is complicated because, once again, I think later in the console life, you do, you are able to sell more to a larger audience. Like in the Breath of the Wild thing is a very interesting situation because a lot of people view Tears of the Kingdom as like a Majora's Mask style sequel to Breath of the Wild. You know, Breath of the Wild watershed moment of gaming. Mm -hmm. Tears of the Kingdom can't be that again. There's a chance Spider-Man 3 is just a radically better game than Spider-Man 2. That is not even hard for me to imagine. Just but, because but the sales are already so high. It just like, will it get 25% more than Spider-Man 2? Well, their break-even point on sales here says 5.5 million. And I would really like to know why that <laughs> is the same number on both Spider-Man 2 and 3. Is it because they expect more of the lifetime sales to be closer to launch? Because, you know, if a long tail, unless you're Nintendo, doesn't matter as much as getting those sales at launch when your price is the highest. Uh -huh. 
Um, but Nintendo keeps their price really high almost always. But yeah, this is this is not tenable. This is not sustainable. No. This is not for the broader market, this I is mean, a real problem. For Sony, this is a mild problem. Cause Yeah, Sony Sony needs to stop drinking. Everybody else has already lost the house gambling while drunk. And doing ketamine. <laughs> <laughs> and like can you imagine? I don't think and, and I I I think they're this stupid. I think we have we have to imagine that Microsoft is staring down a suite of games that just aren't shipping that have development costs comparable to this. You think uh what game do you what game do you think of theirs cost 315 million? Starfield for one. I think Starfield easily costs that much if not more. I think I think if there is a single game Microsoft owns, it's got to be Starfield, right? That or Perfect Dark. Um, that's another one they've just been pumping uh, who knows how much money in for. I mean, they've been working two years. studios on it yeah. for years and nothing's coming out. Yeah, I think I think they could get this high for Elder Scrolls, which I think could bring back the Bethesda magic a little and save them. But or, they're you know, seemingly they, have... They're cowards and won't, won't give it the money it needs. <laughs> they, that would I go very poorly for them. Yeah, <laughs> that would, would go insanely poorly. If it like, looked anywhere the, there, near the fidelity Avowed has, yeah, those people would just implode. They would tear Microsoft apart. Yeah, are they four years deep? Like, are they four years deep in making a new in, in making Gears Six that cost two hundred million dollars? Is Fable a two hundred million dollar game? Yeah, here's another interesting question. Chat's bringing up: What's the deal with Hellblade? How much are they spending on Hellblade yeah. right now? Hellblade, Hellblade could be three fifty. We how? don't know. This is a tiny not, studio. Like how? It's not going to be three fifty because Hellblade's not going to be a giant open world full of immersive things. Um, if you look at Ratchet and Clank, it's only eighty one million. So there's a chance it's somewhere closer to or above a Miles Morales. I bet it's I bet it's two hundred million, probably more, which is an insane amount of money to sink into Hellblade. Because, yeah, Hellblade's going to be a bunch of hallways. Like, we already saw enough gameplay footage of Hellblade 2 where it's like, yeah, that's Hellblade 1. Yeah. I don't think that game's going to be radically different from that expectation, but who knows? Who knows? Either way, this is... They're, this is These numbers are insane. They're marketing Hellblade like they're God of War, so it come, if it comes out and is Hellblade 1 but prettier... Yeah, they're going to get raked through the coals, which will be nothing new for Microsoft. <laughs> But but you have to remember with with the stuff we talked about with Horizon, we can assume that sales of first party ga Microsoft games on Xbox, maybe it's a little better on PC, are effectively zero. Yeah, like, because the subscription service. Yeah, yeah. There's absolutely no reason to believe they somehow have a magically different audience that will buy these this game at a high rate, even when. Like even half the rate they normally yeah, would. Yeah, when, when, right. when you go to the store, like an Xbox store, you open it up, you try and buy it, and it tells you you could buy Game Pass instead. Right. They're going to do that. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, this is, um, this makes me worry about how much every other game costs. Like yeah. a lot. Like this makes me worry about like, yeah, the, the Mortals of Avium was probably 300 million or something. Right. It was probably 200 million. The, the, the 3 million sales that you need to pass to break even. Uh -huh. There are 5 million sales to pass break even. It's like, these teams aren't doing that. 
There's yeah. no world yeah, like where Marvel Vavium does that. No. Like like that Horizon game, that's probably that has to be at least 300. That has to be at least and and they and they have to pay the Sony tax. So what? 6 to break even? What Horizon game? Not Horizon, Avatar. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that seems to be this year's hugest gross misuse of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's fine. Maybe I, it sold really well and we just haven't heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem to be, like, looking around really nervously as you said that completely uh, viable thing you said. <laughs> Anyways, this is all completely fucking insane. Yeah. This I mean, I'm, definitely, sure doing, uh, I'm sure it's doing fine, Bob. There have been multiple places where you could buy that Avatar game for 40% off already. I mean, it's Christmas season. There's being generous. Yeah, yeah the game only, the only game came out a week ago. <laughs> what is it? Sonic? What is it? Sonic? Damn it, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, how much do you think that Suicide Squad game costs? Oh, I would love to see that those game numbers. Has been in, that game has been in some form of development for when it comes out, 11 years. Judas, how much does Judas cost? Uh, so anyways, uh, it is really a shame that this, the Western AAA industry is so sick. Um, this doesn't seem viable at all going forward. It shocks me to my core to see like, oh yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 81 million. It's like, then why aren't you making more things that scale? Yeah. You, that was your most profitable game in this set. Uh, like, yeah. I, like, wow. Like, I don't know how in the world even Miles Morales could have sold enough to be more profitable, you know, more return on investment mm -hmm. than Ratchet and Clank at this point. Has Spider-Man on the box. That's pretty easy when all things considered. Well, pretty easy until you need six million sales to right the black right then and things start to get scary right because i'm not talking about hard absolute values of money i'm talking about return on investment like percent like and and breaking even doesn't make you safe like you need company like there's opportunity cost there's all this shit like if you spend eight years you're, we're, feels like we're spending longer and longer. These devs are spending longer and longer to make the same amount of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And clearly Ratchet had a bit of a faster dev cycle than Spider-Man 2. It, it feels... Maybe, I, don't, I don't know. Hmm. I honestly like, don't know. I thought they started development when the reboot came out. So that would put it at about as long. Good Lord. Uh-huh. It has a much smaller team, though. Yeah, I so, guess that'd be yeah, how much definitely. cheaper it'd be. How yeah, isn't it cheaper? weird when you scale production down, <laughs> things get cheaper on a faster than linear scale? Because as it turns out, building your structure, your organization to be bigger and bigger on one project does not make it more effective at a one-to-one -one rate and making that one project. Crazy. Ludicrous. I I feel like I'm have like this 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 really did make me like broke the line for me where I'm like I have to not care anymore. Like I have to not care if the entire Western AAA industry collapses because that's probably what's going to happen. I mean, I feel like the the correct thing is to be like full libertarian and be like, well, that's the market. <laughs> the, the, the market wanted that. Oh, wait, no. Full libertarian means we need to beg the government for money when our thing fails. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and keep in mind, three years ago when this chart came, 
we weren't on the verge of every economist saying a recession is going to happen. It's just a question of how long till it does. That makes this even scarier because gaming revenue will be like the first thing to go down when like a recession happens and shit hits the fan. Hmm. I I mean, certain types of gaming expenses. Like I honestly think compared to a lot of other industries, gaming largely sticks through. Like, I genuinely believe that. There are a lot of other industries that get hard, hit harder by recessions than gaming. But with $70 is a lot of money, and it's going to be oh, an extra is. lot if your hours got cut. Yeah, yeah, no, that, or that if you is lost a part your of, job. That is a part of the gaming industry. $70 price point is a part of the gaming industry that's totally fucked. Yeah. But but this now, with these numbers, it makes total sense why everybody was rushing to make the Super Ultimate game, like the Infinite Online thing, because... That's the only way these budgets make sense. Uh-huh. Unless yeah. you're Sony. Yep. And even then, hey, it asshole. made sense to Sony to churn up every studio that was making a single-player thing to try to make a live service game. Hey, hey, assholes. Get 500 people. Say, make whatever the fuck you want as long as it's done in three years. It doesn't have to look like a, a first-party Sony game. And then, And then see what they make. You, you actually can just go back to older development styles. You just have to decide to do it. It's truly insane that it's like, hey, what if you, you know, just made an infamous second son? That would cost barely anything, right? <laughs> yeah. That'd be cheaper than Spider-Man, any of them. And that's insane. Like, what? how many do you have to sell to break even on an infamous second son? Man. Hey, like, they would un, un, like one million? It'd be really interesting <laughs> to get, like, just standardize us knowing budgets like we do with movies well the movie thing is actually a scam too because they hide a lot of the budgeting they use the publicly announced budget in order to cut people out of getting paid oh my god uh that happens a lot in fact there are people thought, who've worked on they movies did that who, with the marketing more than more uh, than no like the that's excluded budget. that's excluded entirely but no they literally have movies that they've made entire franchises out of that they've gotten obviously a shitload of money from men in black specifically where people are not paid because allegedly the first movie never made any money. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all sucks. Yeah, as it turns out, no matter where you look, it's people be scamming. Like, it's just so crazy that everybody went to this development style, it felt like. E- even people who had no business trying to reach for the sun like this decided to burn themselves anyway. Like, it feels like there is nobody making games at a more sustainable scale Unless they're Eurojank devs or Japanese. Yeah, and it's really it's really bizarre that Sony even has successful, like, not even use case, like real world evidence data that they can make a game like Ghost of Tsushima for radically less and it still sells like crazy. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah. That they kept greenlighting going bigger and bigger. It's kind of crazy. Also, you mentioned the opportunity cost thing and how that should drive them away from this, Chris, but they legitimately think of opportunity cost in the reverse direction as you, which is why this yes, is. Yes, I know. I all know. All of the projects are I know. fucking X Men. Yeah. They're all Spider Man and X Men. Yeah, no. And it's... one Ratchet game five years from now. Yeah. It's, it's, that it's, sucks. It sucks. Yeah. It's dire absolutely stupid sony could have the best first party offering of original and historical ips in gaming 
and instead an entire studio is making Marvel shit. Mm-hmm. And like I made it's, it clear, it's, it's not their fault, Dan. Every other studio Disney went and got to make Marvel shit made something that bombed. Every single other one. So now, now they have to go with the only studio to make them any fucking money at all. And Arcane because they're making Blade. Guess what? Allegedly. will also fail. It is gonna do great. It's just it's, like every Arcane game does, right? They're gonna spend three hundred million dollars on an Arcane Leon game. <laughs> Oh my god. That that probably I, I'm sure to some extent, not as much as we'd like, probably, but I'm sure to some extent these enormous budgets are Disney going, no, it has to be top shelf for the whole industry. It needs to be significantly more expensive than everything else in the industry. Wait, you think Midnight Suns had pressure from Disney to spend more than it should have? <laughs> No, I'm sure the XCOM people are like, yeah, we would love to balloon up our fucking production in order to have these amazing looking cutscenes. Uh-huh. But I think I think that might be that might be yeah. it. Yeah, we're, uh, we're one, one one last thing in news. It's not it's not directly related to this, but it is uh but it is uh something spiritually. It's me being it's me being fucking mad at Microsoft again. Oh, okay. So uh Josh Sawyer over at uh obsidian mm -hmm. apparently they've been consistently pitching like hey let us do a elder scrolls spinoff hey let us do a fallout spinoff hey 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 for like years and nothing like n n always rejected and the fact that if microsoft hasn't approved any of that shit by now they're brain dead yep yeah well bethesda doesn't want them to you own them now. Tell them to shut the fuck up. Hey, maybe now that Starfield did a Starfield, they'll let them. <sighs> like yeah. it's gonna be if if Bethesda makes it, we are bare minimum ten years, a full calendar decade out from a Fallout Five. Let Obsidian make a Fallout game when they ship that fucking avowed thing. Just let them make a Fallout game. Just let them do it. No, I'm sorry. They're working on a spinoff of Starfield. No, they're making the Outer Worlds 2. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for the news. Um, yeah, my only, my only thoughts at the end of this is like, man, this, this barely looks sustainable for Sony and who knows for how long. Like, of course, a Wolverine game's gonna sell like crazy. Yeah. More Spider-Man games gonna sell like crazy. And X-Men's gonna sell like crazy. But what about the rest of Sony? Yeah, what about, what about that, that Mass Effect Marvel? thing that, that, that Last of Us is doing that's a new IP that the uh, that Naughty Dog is doing that's a new IP that's supposed to be sci-fi Mass Effect-esque? That probably has a budget of $300 million. Well, it's gonna say from the creators of The Last of Us and they'll ship 10 million copies. <laughs> They definitely didn't lose a huge part of their audience, was too. No, that's sold well, apparently. That was a part of the leak, too. It was 7 oh, million. Wow. By whenever that leaked. <laughs> who, who knows? Well, anyway. well yeah, but you can never tell... You can never ha tell how good a game will do by the sales of the previous game. The quality of a game determines the quality of the, the sales of the next game. That's why Devil May Cry 2 has still sold more than Devil May Cry 3. 
Yeah. Devil May Cry 1 was great, and Devil May Cry 2 was bad. But no, Devil May Cry 2 is great, which is why it sold more. <laughs> yeah, obviously. But anyway. That's going to do it. Uh, Bob and I are streaming tomorrow. We're doing like a fun little Christmas stream because we wanted something casual for, you know, the Christmas weekend. So come on by. You get to vote on whether we play a terrible or delightful game from our youth. <laughs> You get to choose whether we get a treat or coal. Uh, and uh, who knows what nightmares might show up there. It's going to be a nice, casual, fun time. Dr. Agro, what do you got going on? I have one more big box retail shift before Christmas. So tomorrow, I'm going to watch them up at Christmas Carol an undisclosed number of times and be okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. Hey, Chris, what are you up to? Uh, I have a bunch of Christmas stuff I have to take care of with family, but I might be streaming on Christmas Day because ooh, the Christmas ooh. thing I was going to go do, everybody got COVID. Oh, no. Oh. Now, it was friends, not family, so I'm not sitting here waiting like, is my, my family all going to die for Christmas? Is that what's going to happen? No, it's just all it your is. friends. <laughs> Only only the people hosting the party maybe have COVID that okay. I will find out tomorrow. So if 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 that happens and I don't have anything to do on Christmas, I guess I'll stream Simpsons games. Oh. <laughs> Bart's nightmare. Yay. Virtual Bart. Yay. Here we go. You have to pay money for virtual Bart. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I don't that's I don't fair. have any history with that one. That's, I do have history with Bart's nightmare. That's fair. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Big Thing to Mention. Once again, if you're watching live, uh, stick around. We're going to do the year of 2023 gaming news recap. And if you're not watching this live, that video should be up sometime soon as well. Goodbye, everybody. very much for listening to this episode of Big Thing to Mention. Big Thing to Mention is only possible because of you and your support over at patreon.com slash gbpodcast where you can go to get early access to Pokemon Go to the Movies, Chugging Bleach, and a lot of other exclusive content such as commentary tracks on various things such as possibly heinous agenda-fueled Christmas movies. Oh no! That's patreon.com slash gbpodcast.